Welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 31st of October, 2010. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Hello, again. <laughs> and Robert Kemp. Woo, boo, hiss, ghost noises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, th- th- this is <laughs> That's not going to make anyone, any sense to anyone. It's like when you're well, referencing it... something which doesn't exist any longer. Well, it will. Oh, no. we'll, when we explain it, it'll make more sense. This is our first ever second take, isn't it, I think, in the history of the podcast. Which is pretty impressive, really, considering, like, technical issues haven't been that much of a problem, have they, in the past? As soon as I no, take we... over, as as <laughs> the recording duties, it all goes horribly wrong. Well, that's because your dad would happen to be retarded with power tools. Yes, this is a... Go- we've had um, problems with ghostly Halloween power cuts caused by the, <laughs> the headless chainsaw Chainsaw of doom, yeah. Or at least he would be headless if uh, he keeps using that chainsaw anyway. <laughs> He's managed to, like, yesterday he managed to cut into the, the actual power line that was connected to the um, chainsaw because it's electric powered and uh, for some reason. I was saying, I was just saying to Zach, like, what is the point of an electric-powered chainsaw? Clearly, it's nowhere near as cool as a petrol-powered one that goes... Rawr. I mean... Maybe they go wrong less. I mean, I mean, that'd be no good Should for be... fighting zombies, would it? I mean, in the apocalypse, you'd be... In a zombie apocalypse, you'd be in real trouble if you had an electric-powered one, because there'd be no power, would there? Because they'd have overwhelmed the power lines. So you'd have a useless chainsaw. Oh, you can plug it into all those generators that uh, happen to be lying around everywhere, <laughs> apparently, random doorways. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd have to run around getting petrol and filling up the generator, like in Left 4 Dead 2. But um, you'd have a limited range, because you could only go as far as the extension cord. But it wouldn't matter, because you'd, you'd, you'd be defending the generator. <laughs> that is true, that is true. Yeah, you'd have to make sure the tank didn't get near the uh, power cord, though. That'd be the <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, yes, we've had a problem, so this is our second time recording, so we may be, like talking about things that we've already said, mightn't we? Could be a bit weird. Yes, so we'll see how we go. So, Halloween, yes, our first ever Halloween podcast. <laughs> Not that that's like a very big deal. I mean, no. now now it's getting a bit later, we'll probably have people at the door like... Uh, oh god, yeah, I something. haven't thought about that. Now Not it's die yet, though. <laughs> no, but you know, the small children might be out now. That's true, yeah. So, uh... But uh, we have Halloween-themed gaming goodness to talk about, don't we? Such as the uh, TF2 Halloween update, which we've already talked about and are about to talk about again. <laughs> but I think it's probably worth it. Yeah, saying. you can field most of this this time, Zach. I can't be asked anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty helpful of you. Well, you guys have been playing it, right? I, I, I will delegate. You guys have been playing it, right? Oh, yeah, uh, somewhat. I mean, how much have you played the new level that's actually included, like... I mean, is that in lo- all the playlists all the time, or on well, the no, servers? I've, I've been well, pretty much yeah, playing on the Halloween-only servers. Yeah, oh, plenty servers of servers have switched over to it. It's convenient you... that the, the HH hamster-heavy servers, they have like five servers anyway, and normally only one and two actually are full, so it's like, oh, we can switch over one of the other ones. Oh, I see. Yeah, because nobody... It always seems to be one and two when I play on hamster heavies. Which, by the way, yeah. if you're listening in the UK, is a really, it was a really good uh, TF2 servers. They're the ones we. You don't don't all go there though. You're you're like. Don't all go there. <laughs> you're worried. And then we won't. And then, then, all then we won't. Yeah, then we won't be able to get in ever again. Yeah. Well, they might as well fill up the, at least another server. That'd be quite. Well, that's nice. true. Well, it's they like, normally <laughs> have a spare. Give me more choice, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's like <coughs> three, 
it's like server one and two are the ones that are full, and then usually, and then server three is just a regular server that that very rarely gets full, and then server four is now has been changed to no unlocks, like old school ah. TF, and oh, then cool. server five I, is. I would play is... some of that. <laughs> yeah, but I that's never full either. <laughs> Vanilla tier two. I want to play some of that. I mean, that's really cool. It uh, might be anyway, just so... us in the server. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I haven't well, seen anyone in there yet, really. And then Server well, 5 is the one where the regulars have admin access. And no one's ever on that either. <laughs> so the TF2 update, so yeah, it's the first time we've had an NPC, is that right? In uh, in TF2. Is that true? Yeah, boss character as sort they of. call it. Boss character, yeah. Which is the, the uh, horseless headless horseman. That's the one. So he has no horse. But he does have a head, which is a pumpkin, right? So calling him yeah. headless is a bit of a misnomer. Well, I mean, the thing, suppose... if you're the one who's lucky enough to kill him, you gain the head, and the, the description of it is that it's the horseless headless horseman's head, and and, it's, and the description is, he had a head after all. Well, clearly he does, yeah. That doesn't make much sense. But I guess if you didn't have a head, you'd probably... Well, no, no he probably had a probably... normal head before rather than a giant glowing pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably put a pumpkin on your head to give yourself a, like, a semblance of normality, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so you can walk around in public, you know, it'd be a bit embarrassing not having a head, so... Put it would certainly be a talking in. point at parties where you're just... or uh, No, it'd be a bit worrying. A talking if you point. Up to, or maybe you'd have <laughs> yeah. to have, like, swappable pumpkins, you know what I mean? So you'd, like, turn up to a, a funeral or something and you're wearing oh, your yeah, scary sadly. smiley pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the sad face pumpkin for the day. Sad face pumpkin. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, so he runs around um, chopping you up, does he? Both teams. Because yeah. you, you're saying it's a capture point map in <coughs> direction, is that right? It's quite yeah, a nice big yes. level. And Relatively. we were also saying that uh, it has a nice Halloween skin, but then after Halloween it'll probably be back to kind of the old style um, Lumber mills. skin of the map. Lumber mills, yeah, corrugated yeah. iron, and some strange version of it. Yeah, all that stuff. I quite like the the way that you know, in the old classic style, like the red team has quite a, a different style to the buildings. It's can wooden style versus. Yes, I can hear that. <laughs> That's go the dog, fucking go. dog. Yeah, <laughs> basically, there's dogs here. There's a German <laughs> shepherd, and like he's usually quite calm, but presumably trick or treaters will be arriving and ringing the doorbell, ringing the doorbell, and he will go insane and scare the crap out of all the kids constantly. <laughs> so he'll be like, woof, woof. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> trick or dog, trick or dog. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrifying, poor little kids. Anyway, he's like totally harmless as well, but he's just like really loud. Yeah, just open the door on them. Yeah, that would be really cool. We, we have like a, a sort of airlock situation with a door, you know, where there's two doors. There's like an outer door. Yeah, okay. Can, that's the only way you can get in the house without like the crazy dog zooming <laughs> off into the road. So, yeah. So, it, so it's really dangerous, is it? The he- horse's headless horseman. Or... Yeah, it's like one hit kill. And he runs <laughs> faster than most classes. I think, think he's so? slower than spies. He's definitely slower than scouts, but I've seen a spy keep exactly the same distance from him as the, he was chasing him around. Okay, yeah. Right. It'd be a bit unfair if he was, like, scout speed, because you wouldn't even see him coming, really. Because <laughs> he makes, he'd make, like, a beeline for you. Because most players probably weave and dodge and kind of don't just run directly at you, do they? So No. Nah. Well, there's, there there's a there's ginormous there's... rumble, so you do know where he's at. <laughs> oh, is there? Okay. He's also so not that great at navigating the landscape either. All right. He, okay. Because he can't jump you at can, all. You, 
So you, it's like oh. if you just hop off a ledge, he has to like go back around. <laughs> do, do the tier two bots? Do they jump? Presumably they do. I don't know. I've never really tried a bot match. <laughs> yeah, no. apparently they're quite good now. The bots. Uh, like apparently they're too good at noticing spies. <laughs> Well, apparently, they're, they're, as you can imagine, they're really good at some things, like ridiculously good at certain kinds of aiming, but then really idiotic about other strategies, which makes sense. Especially, I mean, do the bots work with all the unlocks? Or do they only work mm, with, like, Because that I would be really hard take work. The weapons. I think that's right, yeah. You can use stuff against them, but they don't bother with, like, the huntsman or, or stuff. Because they just don't Presumably. have the programming. Yeah, but do you think there'll be... Do you think this is a one-off, or whether there'll be like random NPCs in TF2 levels in the future? <laughs> well, I don't know how well it would fit with anything else apart from like the Halloween monster kind of thing. Doesn't yeah, really make sense. sense in any other context of like the TF2 universe. I don't know. Maybe they could have like maybe a giant robot wildlife in the levels, or you know, <laughs> just have stuff yeah. that walks walks around, getting in the way of your shots, like cows or. <laughs> We can't well, murder cows, cows. that's bad. Well, cows in Because obviously like killing people them... is not... It's not... <laughs> but yeah, but then you could get crafting cardboard, beef. <laughs> yeah, cardboard, cardboard. cardboard cows walking around, that could be... Yeah. Well, perhaps they should just replace the trains with, like, a herd of cattle. And you could get stampeded by the cows, that'd be really hilarious. And uh, but you could make a hole in the stampede by like using a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> a quick weaver path like Moses with rockets <laughs> through the cows. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, oh, but, no, yeah, maybe it could be a scenario where the like the cows just fill field or whatever, and you can't walk through them until you blow a path. So at that point, the heavy is useful because you have to like mow down all the cows to clear a path for your team. <laughs> Um, and every now and then they just randomly swarm in so you could get stuck in this cow field and have to shoot your or punch your way out you've been having fun then with the uh, level the Halloween, was it fun? yeah to I think it's pretty good, the level's quite well designed <laughs> even Halloween aside, it's just fucking mental when the horseman turns up because it just turns the balance on its head Okay. It's like, because, you well, know, it's he goes bit... equally for everyone doesn't he, so there's yeah, no yeah, advantage true. To but he usually, he usually starts on the defending side because he comes out of capture points oh so... I see and and then when he kills someone, it tends to pick like the next nearest person, so it tends to like mow through quite a lot of one team before it randomly switches to another one to the other team oh, I see like a sort of spy going on a backstab rampage, but he can hit you from any angle rather than just... <laughs> so yeah. He just runs up and kills you all. It's kind of like weird, that. It's sort of a crazy level where it's just like, when you're playing it, because it, the whole Halloween... I mean, it's an okay map, I guess. I'm not sure I like it that much. It's a bit sort of bitty. There's all like little bits of passageway, and it's all like masses of stacked roots really crammed together in, in like space. It does suffer a little bit from getting stuck on the terrain at times. Yeah, it does oh. still have that classic. There's like little, there's like bits where there's like a little sticky out, like the planks of the floor on the platform above you stick out like an inch, which means you can't jump next to the wall or whatever. I hate that kind sucks. of thing. Because go to a lot of trouble with, uh, once they like optimize a the level, then they kind of smooth out with invisible yeah. walls, don't they? Because like in. Um... Uh, two four or whatever. There's that wagon wheel on the side that people use. <laughs> but that's still sticky. Yeah, but they kind of not as bad. Yeah, but there's certain bits, and it's like 
Oh, door frames are the worst. That. Yeah, <laughs> but then you can't you can't really you can't smooth door frames really. It's just like yeah, the door true. frame. It would look really weird if it didn't exist, but they're so annoying to get stuck on. <laughs> the little bitty bits on the floor where you have to jump miles in the air to get over something that's like an inch high, that kind of needs smoothing, I think. That really annoys me. Yeah, it's like the, there's those bits on like the door, the first doorways on Granary where there's those slopes that are ni- at 90 degrees to the direction you want to move because the doors are parallel to you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Those it's kind of the mark sticky. of... A mark of a good game in some ways. Well, not a, like a well-tested, you know, because Valve games are generally quite good at that. Because you get the yeah. same problems in single-player or in any, like, 3D world that you navigate can come up with that same kind of problem, can't it? Yeah. Well, I do I do As... still find that in TF, you know, quite often. It's like, oh, fuck, I'm stuck. And it's usually because I've hit a little tiny bit of land. And there has been the odd occasion where I have actually physically got jammed in objects, which is a bit weird. Right. But um, yeah, and, but but yeah, most of the time I sort of get I do get I do get stuck quite frequently when I'm backpedaling on on little bits. So I it's, mean, it's, TF's not one of the best examples of that. No. I mean, Quake is, is, but then again, they don't try and particularly decorate <laughs> their levels. No, they're all fairly smooth, aren't they, in flat corners mm. and stuff. So no, no, it depends how you look at it. Because like that's one of the chief objections to not having jumping games it's not that people want to jump all the time like idiots it's that when they get stuck on a tiny little bit of level they can't get over it you know mm. something like in mass effect you get that don't you sometimes or um apparently you get <laughs> or, it really or when really levitating shepherd occurs <laughs> yeah yeah apparently fallout new vegas is like full of getting stuck in the in the middle of a mountain and did you watch the uh, game trailers review uh i haven't yet uh but, but Zach, you're there's... probably going to get that eventually aren't you and then we can talk about it like properly <laughs> yeah well, that'll be like a long time when it's past like that'll be past when it's relevant <laughs> i don't know well, that the bit i was going to say about what the bit i was going to say from the review is they actually do yeah. show that it's um for all its genius, it does seem to be... It suffers from all the same issues as the previous one, so it's still yeah, fairly yeah. glitchy. Things get stuck in each other. And they yeah. actually show a bit of video where he's gone into a room and then he can't open the door to get back out. Uh, so well, he is mo- actually, actually physically stuck in this room and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Reload. Well, the most hilarious one I saw like, was literally the very start of the game where um, you, at the start of the game you get like shot or something and then you wake up in in this kindly man's house or whatever and he starts talking to you you know standard uh, rpg start of game stuff but as the guy was giving you the initial speech uh, you know choosing are you a boy or a girl and all that stuff his head was rotating around his neck very slowly <laughs> like not not around uh, exorcism exorcist style like around and around that way but the axis was like straight through his uh, it's hard to describe but it's oh, his head was rotating it was rot- rotating like the head on a daisy would rotate, you know, if you imagined it, rather than sort of round yeah. how you normally so, it tell it. Like, around the nose, almost. It's like he was always facing you, but yeah. sometimes his head would like, go <laughs> yeah. down towards his chest and then come up again. That, that's right. It's like as if it was rotating through his nose, but the axis of rotation was actually in his neck. So it would okay, go yeah, into yeah. his body and back out. <laughs> and it was so weird. <laughs> and then when he actually stood up, it just looked so retarded. It was the funniest thing. Ever. Oh, dear. Anyway... <laughs> So and apparently that similar thing actually happened occasionally in the original game, so it's obviously carried over. 
Yeah, I can't say yeah. I have any interest in it again because the first one really didn't appeal to me. I don't know. There's something. It just the the end. It, it looked dated when it came out. I thought. That. I, mean, I started and, and, and playing. Maybe that was the point, but I don't know. It just seemed. I started playing Fallout Three, like, and I played like an, an maybe half an hour. But I got out of the vault and I got to Megaton or whatever. Hmm. But and that obviously is not the best advertisement for it's the whole game, is it? Apparently. Because, um, is it? That's not the best advertisement for the entire game because it's really about getting really immersed and looking around the wasteland and everything. User in your but, channel oh, timed oh, out. Oh dear, what's going on? <laughs> I think, oh, we lost Zach, did we? Yeah, we've lost Zach. Oh He's well, I'm sure he'll now. come back. Yep, Never let's mind. carry on. <laughs> okay, but yeah, you get, uh, so, and you're in the vault and you're whatever, but it's like, I don't know, the engine seemed, but the graphics yeah. seemed crap. All, all the characters looked really uncanny valley, so they looked really weird. Well, no, the and weird then, thing was just just moving about the world looked funky. Yeah, you know feels... the way they sort of just seemed to hover over everything, and when you sort of di- moved diagonally, their animation would still move forwards or something. It just and I was like, okay, so Is this it... has pre- this game has presentation issues clearly. But then I started like, well, I was listening to the dialogue obviously and and um, stuff, and it's like I was thinking, hang on a minute, I mean. The presentation's bad in the graphics, but I can forgive that for a game that's like got really good writing and stuff. But this, the voice acting in this is really bad. The User enter your channel. Just seems, I don't know. I just, it just seemed, I, it just didn't seem very good. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, I don't anyway. know because it's supposed to have good writing, isn't it? Well, it's, it's supposed, supposed to, isn't to it? be a good story, but. I think maybe it was just that initial stuff, but that's what's supposed to get you into a game. And if you look at yeah. what Mass Effect 2 did at the start of the game, it was absolutely spectacular and really cool. And like, and like, that's supposed to be a cool bit where you like escape the the vault or whatever and go out into the world. And it's like you're fighting these weird cockroach things, and like everyone stutters around. And I don't know, it didn't really appeal to me at all. Well, it's because it's like you maybe the sort of problem with it in Fallout 3 is. I mean, it's okay as a sort of setup, like leaving the vault or whatever. Well, right. it's a bit weird where it's just like suddenly this vault you've been in for like in your entire goddamn life is really fucked up, <laughs> like cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, I guess it's, it's sort of like it becomes more epic later on where you like start yeah. to realize that the vaults are evil or whatever. Yeah, it's like it, you don't realize how significant stuff that happens there is until like later on. I suppose. Yeah, it gets better. Clearly, it must get better because people love it, and I'm, I'm probably if I got into it, I would I would like it. But I don't know. It just didn't. I would have said me. it was an epic story overall. Really, it was just like you need to find this thing to sort of help decontaminate the world, and then you go and find the thing, <laughs> and then someone kid like knocks you out, and then you have to escape from there and take the thing. And then attach it, and then you win. <laughs> it's like, woo. Well, supposedly the best stuff isn't really the main storyline. It's the fact that you can wander in any direction in this wasteland, and you're guaranteed to come across something quite interesting. Are you really <laughs> that's true? Well, sort of. Like, you do find, like, random weird things all, all the time. But sometimes they're a bit too, like... It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Or it's just like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> like, there's the classic where you, like, go into a... Room in a under a, under a bridge or like under an underpass or whatever. There's just like a right. random sewer entrance or something, and it's just full of plungers. It's like plungers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but part of me thinks that if you're going to do this explorey thing and find stuff, then 
it almost, I'd rather play Minecraft where it's stuff that's procedurally generated and no one has literally ever seen before. <laughs> you know, like some crazy cave or something you've discovered. Yeah, but then in Minecraft it's just like, <laughs> you know, it, it's procedurally generated but it's still, you know, caves are caves and yeah, like, yeah, mountains, mountains are formed in more or less the same way most of the time. Yeah, well, yeah that's, that's the problem true. with procedurally generated is they have to follow the rules. And that's true. They, they don't you know, they're never quite as random or as yeah entertaining because they haven't been made. As like a cave full of plungers would be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so... Welcome to Cave Plunge. But I kind of want Zach to play it so that we can talk about it. Because it sounds quite <laughs> interesting to talk about. Uh, new Vegas. Why does it sound interesting? Really? It's just like... Yeah, because... I, I, I think Zach has the same point of view as me now. It's just a bit... Yeah. Well, it sounds like the writing in this one, because it's Obsidian. I think they're the guys that did KOTOR 2, aren't they? Are they? I don't know. Uh, yeah, potentially. And obviously Oblivion, which is supposed to be fairly good on the writing side. Right. Yeah. Because was that... Yeah, it's Bethesda, isn't it? Didn't they do yeah, Oblivion? Yeah. No, no, Bethesda are the publisher. Oh, right, yeah. Obsidian so, are the actual devs. So who's the dev that did the original Fallout 3? Oh, God. Oh, Fallout 3 was uh, Obsidian as well. Oh, I thought it was a different developer oh, doing maybe. New Vegas. I don't know. Hang on, I'll go ah. look at you, you guys are talking about looking up. Wait, yeah, if you could check it out. Click on it and see. I think it's a different developer with this, using the same engine, and I think it's a similar deal to KOTOR, which was Bioware, and then the sequel was, uh, I think, Obsidian. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but it was like a, a load of like RPG uh, you know, uh, veterans from like Black Isle and places like that. The developer of Fallout 3 yeah. was Bethesda Game Studios, and then the publisher yeah, no, was Bethesda Softworks. <laughs> right. No, no you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it was in-house. So it's... But the, this new one isn't in-house. It's sourced out no, to uh, no, it's... Obsidian. But yeah. Obsidian, uh, as I say, I'm pretty sure, yeah, they did work on Elder Scrolls. and Right, okay. So, so Oblivion was Obsidian's as well. But but I, I, like, I, I like what they do because they tend to make... Like it was the same with Kotor, they make it their own. They don't just make a, like a, you know, a, it more here's more of the same kind of thing. We're doing it, you know. They put their own spin on things, and their writing tends to be kind of darker and mm. more. I don't know. So that actually attracts me more, if because I can forgive all the technical stuff if the if it is really cool and interesting, and you know, story wise. Although the fact that the technical stuff has stood stood no, stock no, still not. for two years is kind of annoying. Gonna have to... I'm going to take a step back. I think I'm wrong about Oblivion as well. I think that's in-house. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Balls. Let's get it right. Oblivion and Fallout 3 <laughs> are Bethesda, and this is uh, yeah. Obsidian. Yes. But uh, can you look up that Kotor 2 for me? Where the hell have Obsidian <laughs> been before then? Yeah. Adventures they, in Wikipedia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. Oh no, they made some of the original Fallout. That's right, Zach. Didn't they like Fallout Two or something? Did they or they were involved? No, well, some of the members were involved. Anyway, that's what I thought. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Let's see. Yeah, Kotor Two. You're correct. And oh, Quill. Two. Offer Protocol was theirs as well. So. Oh yeah, that did not go well, did it? Well, no. Alpha. Alpha. What do we call it? Uh, Protocol was one of those examples of how to do consequence um, very well in a game, but actually kind of failed on the game bit. Yeah. 
Well, so so that they'll be well practiced in the concept of if you do this, other stuff in the world will happen. Hmm. Maybe. Because Total Two did like... this weird thing, like compared to the original, where it would have scenes where you weren't present. Do you see what I mean? So when you left, you you were talking to two NPCs, and then you'd leave, and you'd be a, have a scene where they're talking to each other. <laughs> and that was really strange. <laughs> I mean, it did some weird stuff. I mean, I wonder what they've done that's weird with this. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. At some point. Maybe it'll anyway. be cheap at Christmas or something. Probably. Anyway, we should probably talk about games we've actually been playing. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> I important. Go, I think I'm going to ask Zach, uh, what you been playing? Well, I guess we can stay on the Halloweenness and talk about the Minecraft update, even though that only came out like literally last night, so I haven't really played it that much. <laughs> but you've had a go, have you? Yes, I had a quick sort of mess around with vaguely some of the new stuff. So what's going weird. on in the world of Minecraft? Well, mining Minecraft. Um, it probably won't be very loud, but I just thought I'd warn you. <laughs> but yeah, so um, there's the new sort of landscape generation sort of, um, I know, the proceduralness has been modified somewhat. So now you get like, you have deserts and then you go transition into like forests and into like snow covered areas or whatever although of course right. when you say transition it's like that can be pretty close together it's not a very distant it's not like there's not really necessarily very large areas they can be like tiny <laughs> it's like so one tiny little a, patch of desert yeah followed by like a miniature strip of forest and all of a sudden snow yeah it's it, it's I mean, it's a smooth-ish transition where it's like the grass is kind of brown at the edge of the desert, and then it gets green, and then it gets really green when you go into the forest and stuff. But okay. you know, it's still just basically totally random. There's no sort of obvious. It's not like to do with like your latitude, like or whatever. Yeah. It's hotter in the <laughs> south or anything, or anything like that. It's just you could have a desert in the north, could you? And yeah, you could just it. have the different different areas right next to each other and. All kinds of weird stuff, but that's just fucking planet. That's just how procedural generation works, really. <laughs> that's true, but does that give you lots of advantages or well, fun for like exploring and like making things? Does that actually not not make it more really? Fun? I guess it means you can get snow in a level where you don't have to be necessarily dealing with constant snow. I suppose. Okay, so but, you I mean, go desert... to a snowy area. I mean, yeah. in the in the snow ones, the previously you had like snow falling all the time, didn't you, from the sky? Yeah, and then like the snow would regenerate and stuff, and water would freeze. But, but does that happen in, in in the new snow oh, zones in the biomes, whatever? Apparently, at the moment, it doesn't, but it's meant to. Right. He's got to so when, fix that. When you, when you walk into the snowy area, the snow should start falling. Yeah, and it would, like snow should regenerate and stuff, so you can harvest it or whatever. <laughs> Get some snow. <laughs> I wonder if they'll put weather systems in and like have the clouds actually rain when they go above the mountains and things, and then you can change the mountain ranges <laughs> to, to 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 control the weather. That'd be so. That'd be, that would be kind of awesome. But <laughs> the trouble with these biomes at the moment is that it's like it's basically pointless because it's like snow is sort of a hassle unless you want snow to make something out of snow. It's just right. like it inconveniently gets in your Most way. Sculptures. And then, like, the deserts is just like, here's a whole shit ton of sand. Possibly the most useless material ever. <laughs> right. But do you get, like, cactuses you can uh, mine? Or, you know, I say mine. Well, you, you, mine you, trees, <laughs> well, you did get cactuses anyway on sand. 
before, right. but now in the deserts you just get a lot of cactuses. It's like, that... in case you want some cactuses, not that those are particularly useful either. <laughs> so what's the most useful biome for building? Well, you just need like the standard biome or the foresty biome where there's lots of trees for the wood, really, and you know, open spaces. Sort of, maybe not the depth, you know, the really dense forest. You just want the sort of, well, the sort of normal landscape. It's kind of stupid. That's so really best for moving. No, not really. They're still quite lumpy. All oh, right, okay. Because if they You've were got... flatter, that would might help, you know provide a space for building. So you'd have to like yeah. mine stuff from the mountains and bring it to the desert to build. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. That cool. I think they are slightly flatter. It's kind of hard to tell. I didn't really look that much at the, and it also sort of depends on how it you know the procedural generation. You can get like some areas which are where it's just a large flat expanse, and then there's just like giant random cliff for no reason. So it's hard to tell whether it, whether it's operating on the same script or whatever for the deserts. Mm, that's true. And of course, the other the other big problem with sand is because it's one of the blocks that gets affected by gravity, yeah. <laughs> and and you know if there's a random cave in the desert or, or like just under the surface of the desert, because the the blocks aren't affected by gravity, well, the blocks that are generated in the landscape aren't affected by gravity until you interact with a block near them. So it can be hella right. dangerous. It's like if there's a cave just under the surface of the desert, you wouldn't know until you started digging, and then suddenly an entire chunk of the desert would just collapse around you. <laughs> you have like a sandslide situation. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, that, I think it's like snow. Then can you get like what's it called? Snow uh, uh, sort of sits on top of blocks, so it's not it's not like an entire block itself, really. Oh, I see. It's only sand and mm. gravel that are affected by gravity for some reason. <laughs> Earth just floats in midair and all that. All that stuff. And what but else yeah, and then, Well, there's various other sort of smaller things, like you can find pumpkins just lying around. Pre-carved pumpkins for some reason, because, you know, it's okay. Halloween, I guess. So that, <laughs> Apparently that's a time-limited thing, is it? Well, I doubt it. It'll probably just hang around. <laughs> Maybe they'll get <laughs> just... a different skin with, the, with a non-face version of them or something. I think they'll do a Christmas update with, like, baubles and stuff all over the... <laughs> Quite possibly. Christmas trees instead of normal trees. But then the other major thing that's updated is the ridiculous hell dimension, <laughs> which is insane. Well, what is this it's hell like... dimension thing? Well, it's, it's meant to be... Isn't it, or something? Well, no, now it's called the Never, for some reason. The Never. They just changed the name. <laughs> okay. But it's meant to be this ridiculous system for, like, fast travel in the overworld. Where right. you can build a portal on the on the surface, go into yeah. the Nether Realm, and then if you move like a short distance in the Nether Realm and build another portal, it will make a new portal in the above world that's a lot further away. <laughs> so it's like I see. you could use it to travel large distances quicker or something. But it's dangerous, Although, presumably, spending well, yeah. too much time in too much time in hell. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, though, apparently the portal system is a bit dodgy. Where it's like if you build the portals too close together, it just sends you back to the same portal and stuff. Oh, I see. Kind of, okay. It's kind of fucked up. It's because of the way it it maps the portal distances between the above and the below. It kind of it works on some weird system that people haven't quite figured out yet or something. But anyway, okay. so I made a portal on one of my saves where I happened to have the required materials because you have to have obsidian, which is really inconvenient to get because you have to dig way down towards the bottom of the world so you can find natural magma rather than a lava flow, which appear a bit higher up. 
And then you have to drop water on the on the natural magma so it turns into obsidian. And then you need a diamond pickaxe uh-huh. to be able to mine it. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> That's quite so a large that... barrier for entry just for like yeah. fast travel. It takes a lot of effort to get to that point. So I conveniently had a save I already had an obsidian farm where I'd already been digging some out of the magma chamber that I'd got to at the bottom of this mine I had. So I was like, oh, look, I've already got some obsidian conveniently, even though I didn't know yeah. that this was going to happen at the time. So why so did you make portal. it? Did you just make it because <laughs> you knew you could from the wiki? Right? Yeah, because it was like, oh, I can get obsidian. It's a, you know, it's like the end game. <laughs> <laughs> It means you've become awesome and dug all the way to the bottom world and found diamonds and lava and awesome pickaxe and such. So it's almost like yeah. the pinnacle of the mining tech tree, sort of. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But now it's it like, this is the hardest block you can possibly get. Ah, awesome. And it's black, of course, which I guess you could use for decorations if you wanted to make something interesting. Can you not get, like, adamantium or uh, mithril or something like that? <laughs> No, diamonds is like the last of the ores. Well, apart yeah. from redstone, I guess, but that's something totally different. That's not really an ore as such. What's that's redstone? It's for like making circuitry, where you could like lay it out in a path and then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that guy made like a whole bus, like a sixteen-bit bus, didn't he? For... Yeah. yeah. He built a fully functional ALU. Yeah. <laughs> Arithmetic logic units. <laughs> yes. So Correct. so anyway, I had this obsidian, build the health portal where it's basically just a rectangular, an empty rectangular frame made out of obsidian, and then yeah. you set it on fire, which creates the portal. Which so is obsidian awesome. can be set on fire, generally, can it? No, yeah. it's just like... Only when you build it into the shape. If you set a fire in, in the empty space oh. of this shape. Okay. It conveniently creates a portal, which right. has weird like purple particles that kind of flow into it and makes creepy noises when you're near it, <laughs> which is obviously a bad sign. So you're like, okay. okay. And then you basically, you, you don't walk through the portal. You have to like stand in it, and then your view kind of starts morphing crazily, and it's like, and then you, and then it just like goes to a loading screen, I guess, because it has to load the new, <laughs> has to load the Neverworld. So it's like, it's effectively loading a new save file, really. Right, yeah. So it, like, teleports you into the Neverworld. And, and then, then what like, do you see? You're like, oh, fuck! <laughs> it's just totally... Confu- I mean, obviously it was more sort of scary because of not knowing what the fuck was going on. But it's just like, Jesus, what the shit is this? It's full of weird, freaky screaming and <laughs> weird enemies and stuff. And it's just totally fucked up. Yeah, Can you describe I think the, the Netherworld, then? Yeah, well, try. Okay, yeah, like that doesn't try. help. It's like yeah. a huge underground cave. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> that makes sense. With, but... like, lava flows coming out of the ceiling and lava lakes and stuff. And um, the normal sort of... The landscape is, seems to be made out of three different blocks, mainly. There's, there's some gravel, which is just, like, right. normal. There's this brown shit, which makes you walk slowly when you're in it. Okay. It's not, shit, like, water, it? it's... Not like water; it's like an actual block rather than a rather than a fluid. So right. it's like when you're walking across the surface of this block, it slows you down. And then there's there's the general material, the the sort of earth of this place is this sort of red stuff that if it sets on fire, it burns forever. So that's your illumination. There's just like random fires all over the place. 
Does it not propagate then? Because otherwise the whole world would be on fire, wouldn't it? Yeah, it doesn't spread. It just sits oh, on top of the block, burning. And then okay. there's the enemies where there's apparently these, what I thought were just like random corpse soldiers or whatever, are apparently pig zombies. <laughs> okay. They have they come like groups and they have swords, and then if you hit one of them, they all staggering on you and stuff. <laughs> but then when you when you kill them, they drop like pre meat, which is really useful for health. So <laughs> that's how you stay alive in the hell world. <laughs> I see. Kill the but you don't. But if you don't attack them, they don't attack you. Is that right? Uh, well, it seems like it. I wasn't entirely sure because they. It's like I walked up to the person and I was like, maybe this thing is. It sort of looked at me and started moving, and I was like, oh shit! So I, then I stabbed it anyway. So <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> okay. And then you get and the floating like flying enemies, right? Yeah, the giant floating white evil jellyfish things that are called gas or something <laughs> that make they, really they sound so up. like they sound everything in Minecraft like you when you describe it sounds so terrifying, but when you think about it, it's actually just like blocks, you know? <laughs> it's yeah, not like, it's very cute, basically. It's like you when cute you describe it, off the bottom. It, you make it sound like something out of Crisis Two or something. <laughs> a huge monster Cthulhu type thing, and in fact, it's like a cube. It's <laughs> like holy crap! They are huge, and they make yeah. really creepy screaming noises and shit, and then. They fire fireballs at you, which naturally sets the landscape on fire, as well as causing an explosion. <laughs> so it's like, Jesus, <laughs> don't go anywhere near that. So they're, they're, they're a bit like caca demons then, from Doom. Yeah, yeah. kind of. White, white caca demons. But yeah, it's it's just crazy. You also find quite a lot of mushrooms down there, which is another useful resource. So you can go um, down there and mine, and then come back up with useful stuff. And you... Yeah, there's, and there's so... another... T- there's like a new type of ore down there as well. This sort oh, of cool. golden golden version of redstone, basically. But I don't think anyone knows what that does yet. It seems so you can you... create... Um, yeah, you can create a block... If you get some of that, you can craft it back into the into the golden block and those like effectively act as a torch, that a miniature torch, but it's, that's really expensive. Ah. There's obviously going to be some other purpose for it at some point. So can you, like, just build a base around the portal inside the netherworld and, like, be totally self and mine in the netherworld? Well, that's what I was thinking of doing. I was like, oh, wait, I could totally just bring in, like, like a bunch of stone or something down here and, like, build a convenient build a fortress, fortress yeah. temporarily. In hell, yeah. And have, have, like, a chest down there to store extra health and stuff. So, yeah, you probably can. I mean, you could dig and everything. Though I'm, I'm not sure, but apparently there might be this cave that I'm in through my portal it just looks like one big cave apparently there might be like multiple levels so it might be three caves so it's like you don't know if you're in like the top cave or the bottom cave so it's like if you dig down too far you might suddenly fall to your death <laughs> oh i see so there's like multiple levels of hell circles of hell <laughs> the yeah, can you possibly if you're when you're digging down do you have to dig under your feet or can you dig like in front of you no, you can dig like quite a long way away from you, really. No, it's 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 probably the most important rule in Minecraft is like never dig the block you're standing on or the block directly above you. Because <laughs> anything could happen. You could be crushed. Yeah. Or you could fall to your death. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So yeah, hell is be weird and crazy and a bit dangerous. 
And there's, but so, obviously there's still bugs at this point where there's weird problems with it. And well, any... the, I mean, the whole idea that it's like for fast travel or whatever is kind of. <laughs> well, the thing is, it doesn't make any sense for single player because it's like, where are you going to go to? <laughs> it's like, right. ooh, I can get to a different bit of procedurally generated landscape somewhere far away from my base. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, obviously, in multiplayer, it would make sense for like, yeah. you know, everyone could have a separate piece of landscape to work with that was quite far apart rather than having to stay generally near each other. But unfortunately, Hell and Bottles don't work in multiplayer. <laughs> oh. But presumably they'll fix that. I mean... Well, yeah, he's been saying that he like wants to, but could get it done in time or work out how to do it immediately. But Are you still a... like... Are you still invulnerable in multiplayer, effectively? Yeah, or... that hasn't been patched either yet. Right. It was meant okay. to, but it didn't get done, which pissed <laughs> well, people off, of course. Because they're like, make, making a new studio, aren't they? But, like, he's hired some people, so hopefully once they get all settled in, then some of this stuff might start getting done. Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> Spend some of his epic loot on um, actual, <laughs> actual business. Yeah, we'll see. Just need some patches. What's he going to call his studios? Oh, it's already called cool. Matt Damon. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a really weird and shitty name. <laughs> it is pretty. pretty so weird. what else have you been playing, man? Um, uh, quite a lot of other stuff, I guess. <laughs> but I guess we should talk about the mainly important things that are not at all important because it's hella old, naturally. Because that's what I do in terms of games. Yeah, I'm still. Oh, well, I suppose we could. I suppose we could talk about the slightly more important actual new game first. Yeah, it comes to the old game later. I've been playing Super Scribblenauts because I know Woo. it seems like a good idea. <laughs> I hear it's like everything from the original game fixed, basically, which is kind of well. For since I didn't play the original game, game don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how is it? It's it's well, it's sort of entertaining. The, the well, everyone said in the reviews of the original where it was like the controls, no, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work. The controls are horrible. But now it's just like obviously now it's they they added this thing where it's like you can choose between using the stylus to control it in the old style or using the D pad to just move them around. And it's like in... obviously the D pad, <laughs> and that yeah. just works fine. <laughs> okay then, and that just works. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like fixed. But what about all the... Uh, because obviously the big new thing is the adjectives, isn't it? So uh, is that yeah. useful, being able to pink Cthulhu's and all that? Is that actually helpful? Well, Flying I mean, obviously... The, tables. Obviously there's a lot of puzzles that involve, you know, it, that become easier if you use the right adjectives or whatever. Or the, you know, there's adjective levels where it's like you have to solve this with adjectives, obviously. Ah, I see. <laughs> well... You know, you have to make something red to see, like, okay, I'll get a red paintbrush and then paint it red. Lol. <laughs> or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, obviously, there's still... <laughs> Sometimes it's like, you use... You... Well, I think that obviously, once you've gone through the levels once, you have the stupid yeah. sort of challenge mode, where it's like, do this level three times, but without using the same words. So that's sort of the more challenging bit. Ah, you can't use the same words or adjectives. So it's like as you, you did before. Some... Yeah, yeah, as you did the first. Ah, okay. Because so that like, was the trouble with the. 
they always said about the first game was that you ended up like coming up with three basic things that you used to solve all the puzzles, and everyone would have a different set of basic things, but they'd just use those same things over again, like jetpack or. or <laughs> well, I think I don't find that happening to me towards the end, where it's like you go through the sort of more puzzly puzzle levels, I guess, that make up the main game. And then there's yeah. like these two extra sets of levels that are like bonus levels, which are okay. supposedly meant to be like more action oriented and like explosions and stuff. But for those ones, I sort of, those were the ones that I started using the same objects over and over. Because it's like, I don't need anything more than an air vent, a blob of glue, <laughs> and, and a remote control helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's, it's, it's like that was my super really cheap tactic that I just used over and over. Because basically, air vents. It's just pretty much MacGyver training. <laughs> sort of. But it's like air vents cause anything above them to like get into the air. Almost yeah. anything, no matter how heavy you might see it is. Like a rock? Woof! <laughs> that flies perfectly well. So it's like obviously you use air vents to like remove obstacles or whatever by just levitating right. them casually. <laughs> and then you can use the glue to stick the air vents onto the walls or ceilings, obviously, to make them easier to position. And then oh. it's like, how do you get the star right to you? Well, obviously, you create a remote from helicopter, stick a bit of glue to the remote from helicopter, stick that to the star right, and then just fly it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was so, my general plan. But you can't do that in the main game, can you? Yeah, well, sometimes you probably could. I don't know, it's like, you know... When it's not a puzzle, it's not like you have to think of the right words or whatever. It's if it's just like get the star right from where it is to where you are. Right. <laughs> Probably air vent and remote control helicopter would help you. So is it fun? Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> it, it gets sort of it's certainly kind of challenging in places where you have to, you know, the three different solutions thing. Can get, uh, yeah. can get get difficult where you're trying to think of it's basically not so much thinking of new ways to solve the puzzle as it is thinking of synonyms for the words you used last time <laughs> right so it's like a thesaurus kind of game <laughs> yeah it's like oh, I used house last time hmm. it's like apartment <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah or home or... yeah well you were talking about that one where you had to put the put the something to sleep or something so it's like oh, I can't oh yeah use my tranquilizer gun what can i do i oh, know let's just create the moon and make it night time that was more that was one of the ones where i was like that was more different solutions where it was like mm. use a tranquilizer gun the first time then use the moon so it just makes it night time oh, and then like <laughs> shove the tranquilizer pill in a piece of meat and feed it to the lion <laughs> <laughs> Which I then tried to suggest to you later, but he wouldn't. Uh, this guard wouldn't eat a burger filled with pills. No, unfortunately, <laughs> the guard was too clever. Uh, too clever. So but the yeah. puzzles are <laughs> nicely constructed, are they? Are there any like really frustrating ones? Um, there were a couple. I mean, mainly those those bonus stages are the ones that are sort of the problems. It was like, maybe that was just because I was trying the sort of air vent solution where it's like, I can't quite fit this air vent in here, I'm going to have to like <laughs> use another object <laughs> it slightly. Can you not like say small air vent then? Or... Yeah, you can. It's like oh, you obviously can. you can make things bigger and smaller by using additives. Although then of course, when I come to do those advanced levels in like the repeat them three times, it's like, oh no, I can't use air vents any longer. <laughs> that was small either. Well that's good well, yeah, though, but isn't it? It's but 
obviously the thing with like small is you can come up with multiple synths. That's not too difficult. Mini. Or... Like yeah. tiny, microscopic. <laughs> tiny, tiny man. <laughs> yeah. Quantum Basically. <laughs> Well, we that coming was... up with ways <laughs> like, to try and combine the same word, weren't we? So it was like uh, rainbow, 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 coloured rainbow. Rainbow, rainbow, yeah. rainbow, yeah. rainbow. rainbow like a double rainbow, basically. <laughs> multicoloured rainbow. <laughs> I bet that just comes rainbow. up the same. I bet multicoloured <laughs> is the same modifier as rainbow. Probably, Did you have a blue yeah. rainbow, rainbow? <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, blue rainbow. Yeah, I mean, that was a weird. Yeah. Uh, this. Uh, I mean, the thing is, like, it's the same as first game in that it sounds like amazing, but then is it amazing? Is the question? Because when you're thinking about it, it's like, oh, I can make a blue rainbow. That'd be awesome. And it's the question of when you actually do it in the game. Is is it cool? And it sounds like, on the whole, it is. With this one. Yeah, more or less. Like when you're just going through the. Lit- it's like the actual levels of the game are definitely designed. I mean, there's very little that you actually do have to do with the actual control, like moving Maxwell around, right. which that's is sort good. of <laughs> yeah, that's sort of good because it's not an amazing like platforming control movement. Yeah, but the, so it, obviously all the levels are set up to be like word puzzles or whatever. We yeah. have to think of interesting words to create. And hope that they do what you wanted them to do. Because <laughs> sometimes you end up with really dumb things. It was like, I wanted... I was, there was this thing where I had to, like, dress up to impress someone or something. And I was like, okay. I need... It's like, I need a, dinner I need jacket. a hat of some Dinner kind. jacket. Well, you can have suit and everything. You can probably put dinner jacket and create a suit. Because obviously yeah, some words create basically the same item. But it was like, oh, I need, I need a hat that I can wear to impress this guy. So, so I put in smart hats... It's like, yeah, that makes sense. It'll be a hat that's kind of smart looking. Oh no, no, this is happening. <laughs> unfortunately, what it made great was a living hat that was intelligent and educated and was wearing, <laughs> in order to show how smart it was, it was wearing a mortarboard. So it's a hat wearing a hat. <laughs> Like, this is almost this is almost Team Fortress worthy. This kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could, could you actually put like modest pile of hats? <laughs> Probably not. Modest hat pile. Then it got even worse because then it was like, after I put smart hat and it came up with a smart hat, (laughs) I was like, oh, right, okay. So obviously I need to have a different word that means, like, smart. Because obviously smart is not the fact of me being intelligent. So then I put fancy hat (laughs) and it gave me a hat wearing a tiara. (laughs) (laughs) So you ended up with hats upon hats. It sounds like a Team Fortress player's dream game. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. pretty much. This, this is just it. This is the this, this is the thing. Even if it's not helpful, it's still hilarious. If it does, yeah. you don't want. Yeah, so sometimes you can put in something that you think should work. Uh, it's a baseball kind of cap. Is... All right, so you get a baseball cap with other kinds of hats on top of it, right? Yeah, a supported baseball cap. Okay, that's crazy. I don't know. I also put fast bullet and it just made a bullet that moved around really fast. A little alive bullet that moved around quickly. <laughs> so basically, you... the, if the game doesn't know what to do with it, it just makes it alive. Did you experiment with the smart? So you have like smart air vents. <laughs> smart... <laughs> really smart intelligent air vents. Well, it's like when, for you. when you make things alive, they tend to just like... When you, or when you accidentally make things alive, they just act yeah. like 
the, the sort of NPC characters. They just sort of walk backwards and forwards unless something else interacts with them. I don't right, think smart yeah. necessarily has any effect on what they do. Probably they like books or something. <laughs> so you could attract them with books. Well, that makes sense. Hmm. So, I don't know, it's a bit weird that an adjective can change a noun from being inanimate to alive. Yeah, <laughs> it sort of makes, yeah. <laughs> well, it makes yeah. sense in some cases, doesn't it? Wasn't, wasn't yeah. there one about a sword you were telling me about where you tried to make a, a poisoned sword and it made a sword that was poisoned, not a sword that would <laughs> cause poisoning? Yeah, you, you have to put toxic sword if you want a sword that ah. would cause poisoning. For some reason, can you make uh, a live object dead using adjectives? Can you say like "dead baby" or something? <laughs> and then... Yes, you totally can. <laughs> oh, God, Although most of the time, when you put "dead," it comes up with un- it like makes stuff undead. Undead. Instead. All right, so you get zombie babies. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably more acceptable. Or zombie long cat, because <laughs> long cat totally exists in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's internet memes. Are there any like memes? that have happened since the release of the first game that they Well, I was, the I was trying to think of, like, trying to troll, pick up more memes probably, I should yeah, try. Because yeah. I didn't try any uh, any other ones apart from Tacknol, obviously. Because I knew oh, that right. one existed. The inversion of Longcat. Oh, right. The evil okay. Longcat is Tacknol, because it's Longcat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Longcat and Tacknol exist. Yeah, for the epic battle. And then I was like, what else can I Because I have, like, Silly Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, does that work? I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. I, okay, I'll probably okay. do that tonight when I go to Rob's. We can okay. sit there and just come up with stupid shit to do. with stuff, yeah. Okay, that'll be fun. Awesome. So, and you've been playing something else than an old game, have you? Yes. Um, we could probably not talk about this too much. Probably because I've been okay. talking forever so far. Go for it. <laughs> but, um, I'll get me I reinstalled. <laughs> I reinstalled and started playing Black and White 2 again. Because it was like... Oh, really? After we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it, and I was like, oh, well, I'll have to play it now. <laughs> you, mean, you, you mean you've accidentally stepped into Molly News domain willingly? <laughs> it's so, yeah, not accidentally, accidentally willingly. willingly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one that. of those things you put in school notes where it cancels each other out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it teaches children about double negatives, that game. Tiny <laughs> huge man. <laughs> or could you, or could, you, could you make black-white minstrels? <laughs> But at least he hasn't like gone out and bought Fable Three. You know, he's not. At least he's like reinstalling an old True. game. You know. <laughs> yeah, but on the like... other hand, this copy of Black and White Two that I bought at the time it came out was the collector's edition. Oh God! Because <laughs> I don't know. I must have been retarded at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Maybe your faith in Molly News was still was still whole at that point. It's like you can't fail me now. This must be the first <laughs> game, but fixed surely. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's got to be better than the original. Uh, and is it? Because two um, makes everything better. In quite a lot of ways, it is. Although yeah, I can, yeah. I can tell you some in some classic sort of black and white style moments that are sort of descriptive of the game. You remember how in black and white one, you have like when your your when your dudes were dying, it was constantly going death. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, that annoying. was the other thing. You know, I, you know, I was talking about how you had that huge population explosion if you kept everybody happy and yeah. they all sit on the grass. But of course, they'd all die naturally of old age all the time. So you just heard, yeah. no matter, it, the better you did the game, the more you'd hear death. Anyway, carry on. Now in Black White 3, it gets even worse because now you have... Birth. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> birth. 
Billy Creepy. Weird. Yeah. Birth. Well, so, so is it just birth, or do you get things like abortion? <laughs> oh my God, that's... No, just, just birth. Still birth. So it's like when your population is getting old, you start hearing death, death, and then you're like, oh shit, I'd better make some breeders. And then you just get a period where it's like, birth, birth. Uh, <laughs> it's like you go over your, you, go, you swoop over your village, it's like sex, 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 sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh, but didn't that used to happen in um, Beasts and oh, yeah. Bumpkins? Do you remember that game where they just sort oh, of like, gosh. every night they'd shack up and they'd, you'd get this really sort of... Slightly yeah. awkward sounding conversation, like where it's like, <laughs> it's cold tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was that horrible that. game years ago that we played? It was like a tycoon game, but it was like having a council estate and you had to get your like horrible like old constructor. Yeah, you had to get them to like pop sprogs, wasn't it? That's the word they used in the game. Yeah. That was disgusting, that game. That was weird. Anyway, and the pawn shops, P A W N. <laughs> Obviously. Just to be sure, yeah. And you had yeah, to hire like sure. gangsters and thugs, and that was messed up. Anyway, and everyone, would be, and everyone who was it was either Cockney or you, mate. It was quite wrong. It's like a chav simulator. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been called Slough. Just call it a game, Slough. <laughs> chav tycoon. Yeah, making anyway. a business from Burberry. Oh wait, hang on. <laughs> Oh, wait, hang on, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Burberry's got an outmarket fashion chain, I think, isn't it? But there you go. Yeah, Burberry effect caps, though, is the problem. Yeah. Burberry yeah, have had to trouble. ditch their tartan, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Or tartan-esque. So, so yeah, Black and White 2. I started playing it again. Obviously, I was doing the good side, as usual. Yeah. Because that's the automatic reaction. But this time, yeah. I was like... I knew that when you get to level 5, it's like suddenly everything gets ridiculously fighty, where it's like the enemy constantly assaults you with like, tons of troops and backfonts and shit, so it's not so easy to just sit there and impress them. So I was like, right, okay, yeah. this time, now that I know that that's coming, I'm going to very specifically make sure I'm like trading my creature up for combat and stuff, and buying the correct improvements to prepare for this inevitable doom. But I haven't actually got to that level yet, so I don't know how well that's going to work out. And then I was like, maybe I should play Evil instead, maybe that would be easier. <laughs> I, bet, I bet, right, you'll get there, and because you've tried playing it in a different fashion, they will be all impress mode instead. <laughs> no, I'm fairly it'll sure the do, attacking do, was do the opposite. Oh, that'd be really clever, actually, in a way, so it just does the opposite of what you are. So it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I think the only person I ever saw with a like really evil horny looking temple thing in the original black and white was, <laughs> was Rick yeah, no, yeah. But it, was, it was horny it was horny yeah it got hella spiky spiky better word what was the name of the the, uh, the thing from Dungeon Keeper that was called horny wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah but that kind of, that was kind of a joke really in itself wasn't it yeah I know yeah okay fair enough it's so <laughs> horny Aye. anyway same company but yeah uh yeah, but uh, it was uh, Rob's brother Rick was the only person I managed to see. Wait, no, was like... Lionhead wasn't behind Dungeon Keeper, was it? That was Bullfrog, Bullfrog. back in the day. Yeah. yeah, but it's the same. It's Molyneux, isn't it? It's the same people. They oh, was just, it? They left Bullfrog. No. Bullfrog and, Mo- oh, when, and Lionhead. When, when, it, when it got EAified and... Oh, no, wait. Yeah. No, Maxis bought it and then EA bought Maxis. So it was, yeah. Lionhead was it, is like uh, a splinter of Bullfrog, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, like Muckyfoot was the other splinter of Bullfrog. Oh, was it? When oh, they okay. went to Maidstartopia. 
Oh, that makes sense. I really they... wish they'd stayed about because Startopia was awesome. Yeah, yeah, all those games have disappeared as well, haven't they? Because they must have been the people doing theme po- uh, hospital. Theme uh, yeah, theme hospital. Been. That's obviously the Mucky Foot guys, isn't it? Cause yeah, because they basically made that game over and over. It's like, does it keep a theme hospital? Startopia. <laughs> Apparently, you know that uh, Transport Tycoon gameplay that's like an open source port of, of yeah. Transport Tycoon? Oh, okay. Apparently, there's one, for, there's one for theme hospital. That's uh, awesome. supposed to be really good, yeah. I still so. haven't looked into that one that's supposedly been made for, well, not for Dungeon Keeper, but is like Dungeon Keeper. The one Overlord? No, the one, the, that weird, that I told you about before, the one sort of someone like they would be with XCOM, is remaking the, re, basically making a copy of Dungeon Keeper. But, but with all the textures ported over. So it looks the same, mm. but it's a completely different engine, like rewritten from the well, ground up. I don't know if it even looks the same, it might be. I haven't really looked okay. into it. But as Presumably I said, I, I haven't looked into that since I mentioned it before. No, Someone's done cool. one for Red Alert too, as well, CNC Red Alert. So you can play that like over modern uh, oh. PCs and stuff. Speaking of weird sort of side projects, I really hope Sonic 2 HD gets... Um, more more leverage. It's a really interesting product because the, there's it's just a, a random sort of open source team uh, attempting okay. to recreate Sonic Two, but they're doing a complete reskin. So they've written it, the, but the, you know they're not doing any, using any original code. They're writing it all from scratch. So they've written an okay. engine. They've got people redesigning all the original artwork, so it looks like the original artwork, but with more pixels. And uh, right. they, you know, someone's animated Sonic already, so they're keeping the game feeling exactly the same. Other than they've HDified it, and they've got guys working on sort of modernising the music, not in a Sonic Four crap kind of way, but in a, uh, <laughs> um, in a uh, remix, a, a, the a, 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 yeah, a tasteful remix style. So it's still okay. the same tune, but they've just you know added stuff to bring it up to date. And I really hope that get that carries on and gets released because it, it it is, although they haven't. As far as I can tell, released any builds you can play and stuff. It's uh, getting a lot of support, and it's uh, hopefully it will come come to be. Awesome. Like most yeah. of these projects, unfortunately, don't. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll probably get shut down when they realise how much better Sega realise how much better it is <laughs> than Sonic Four. Sonic Four. <laughs> be like, yeah. God damn. I'll just buy the team. <laughs> well, they—that's what they won't do, but they should do. That's the thing yeah. that Valve would do, isn't it? You know, because it's like they clearly it, need these the, people. At this point, at this point, I think I'd rather see a Western-developed Sonic game because they—I mean, Western developers such did such a good job of Metroid, you know, back in, with Metroid yeah. Prime. It's like, but at, it's at a... the risk at the risk of repeating what I said before, it's not like they can't do it. I don't know where dimps come from. It's not like they can't make good Sonic games. Like so, anything they did on they the handhelds from Sonic Advance onwards have been great. Um, right. You know, okay. the dimps team are fantastic. But in Sonic 4, for some reason, it's just it's, it's whenever Sonic Team get involved, it's like, I love Sonic Team. They came up with the original concepts. They are gods in my eyes. But today, they suck ass. Well, it's like not the same people, are they? No, I mean, no. They've, they've got, probably got some of the original team. But no, you're right. Sonic Team probably isn't Sonic Team anymore. It's probably no, turned that's the over thing. the last 25 odd years or however long it's been since Sonic. It's, what, 20 years now? Um, so it's... Yeah, it's it's a little bit crazy. You know, I, I, you know, they have a team that's perfectly capable of making good Sonic games, and they're not utilizing it to its fullest. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, any further anyway, observations yeah. on Black and White? Or, uh, uh, well, there is this one thing that I I'd actually maybe forgotten or blocked out. I guess 
from okay. the from the old days of playing it. But uh, like the possibly the main problem with Black and White Two that I forgot about is that you have to buy like everything. It's like you get like you get this currency okay. or whatever for completing objectives and like. So what kind of currency does a god use? It's called yeah. tribute. So I guess you know. <laughs> it's like mana. <laughs> Well, no. So Tenacious D well, has obviously. to play every time. So it's the number of members of Tenacious D you have, is it? <laughs> Maybe, but yeah. So you get like this cash from doing like the bits and the side quests, but then you have to right. spend that to buy basically everything from like houses, armories, and then like all the miracles. It's just like so you can't... this is stupid. So you can't just grab a tree. Tear it up and build a house out of it. You have to. Well, pay. no, you can, but only if you have the blueprint for the house. You can quite the why your minions you just don't. Why don't, why don't your minions just you know do this for themselves like normal minions would? It's like why everyone? Why is everyone in black and white a fucking lazy asshole? <laughs> because they need gods to do everything for them. They they're obviously incapable somehow. Duh! We've been born in the stupid gene, <laughs> and unfortunately, it's propagated across this world. <laughs> Basically, so you're. Can you not have the intelligence miracle? (laughs) Oxford power! (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so you have to buy all this. So, really, you have to be kind of careful on how you're doing things. I mean, there's sometimes where it forces you to buy certain things, obviously, where it's like you have to buy an armory so you could make a, like, swordsman platoon actually as an objective in a mission. So it gives you some tribute in order to be able to afford that. So, which is kind of dumb. It's like, why doesn't it just unlock it? But no, you have to go to the menu and buy it. After it says to buy it. And yeah, you have to be kind In-game tutorial or something? Or... Well, the first time it does it, yeah, maybe. But then it has, does that like several more times <laughs> for different mm, things you unlock. Copy but yeah so, yeah, so you do have to be kind of, sort of careful of what you buy. And you have to like you have, make sure you buy the things for your correct alignment. And then, of course, you have the problem where it's like you don't know if something is good or evil until you've tried it in some cases. It's like, a skyscraper, is that good or is it evil? It's, so, it's like, it's impressive because it's tall, but it's actually evil because of the population it's seen. It's like you're cramming tons of people into it. So it's like, bad. Hmm. But impressiveness is useful for good side. It's like, oh, damn, I can't build skyscrapers because they're evil, but they're also impressive. Maybe it balances out. <laughs> But having what to buy the minerals and stuff is definitely the worst place. Well, yeah, you have like temples and stuff, Temp- and then like more posh houses are, are good as well, on the good instead of evil. So you have to build fancy houses, but you can't build skyscrapers. This is kind of against this weird sense of modernism, isn't it? It's like, oh, we have to yeah. give everyone posh, snooty houses, but we won't well, give them they... businesses to afford them. They like they like posh, posh like manor houses or whatever, but you have to like if they're too close together, then they become less happy as well. So you're, like you can't cram people in so much when you're playing good, which is why the skyscrapers are bad because it's like jam tons of people into not very much space. So how do you? Mm, that must make gaining influence as a good guy more difficult than if you were bad. Just so it's basically playing the game as a bad guy just easier. 
I've, I, well, I've never done it apart from I, you know, I started this second save to maybe try it a bit, but I didn't get very far. But it does seem like it may be the case. It's just like possibly just building a giant army and murdering people is probably going to be easier than sitting around and building a city forever. <laughs> I think they were trying to make a moral point and say, this game has a meaning, damn it. Playing evil may be easy, but it's not the way to do it. <laughs> Maybe. And of course you have your conscience advisor guys. Who are oh, always... they're the same ones. Yeah, like... the beard guy and the devil dude. The devil from the Knights of Bronx things. or something. <laughs> He's got like, a <laughs> yeah. thick New York accent, isn't he? Yeah, moida them all. <laughs> yeah, boss. <laughs> yeah. He was really cool. I liked him in the original game. Yeah, that's still fairly good. The guy is like, rotate the camera and I move my mouse like this. And he's like, I am never going to do that. Ever. <laughs> Change the <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh god. It still does that, basically. Oh, does it? Like, it has that Hold down the rotate. middle mouse button and then rotate. It's like, no, I'm just going to like hold down control and then use the arrow keys. <laughs> yeah. But in the original game, it had that ridiculous where you had to move your mouse in like a... You went to the a edge circle, of the screen, yeah. and then you had to move the mouse in a circle to rotate. That, and they thought people would actually play the game like that. It's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you just hold down a button, and uh, then you can uh, move the mouse around that point on the landscape, basically. I, I suppose they were trying to make it accessible to people who can't multitask with both hands. That's the idea. <laughs> but the game was quite hard, so I don't see how yeah. anyone who couldn't... Mm. Yeah. I guess one of the other good things that I probably should mention, maybe to balance out the bad thing I just mentioned about Black and White 2, was yeah. sort of one of the good things is the simplified creature training, where it's just like, basically, you, when your creature is just sort of idling, it just, like, does random things. And, like, a little thought bubble appears where it says, it says something like, slightly poop on that tree. And then if you don't do anything, if you just leave it idle, and like a few seconds later the football changes to like, I'm going to poop on that tree! <laughs> <laughs> and then it does it. But then obviously you can like, praise it or slap it in order to tell it whether or not to poop on trees. But then oh, the important the important thing about that is you can also bring up like a menu bar that shows all the thoughts your creature has ever had, and then you can pick one of those and specifically it like then it goes into creature mode and it brings up that thought bubble above its head and you can specifically tell it if you've missed it punish that one like right yeah you can you can like fix it if you've missed it doing something bad while you haven't been looking well you see that's useful but i don't think that's particularly good if you see what i mean being able to historically praise someone animals and creatures don't really have that perception do they it's not like you can talk to them and say did you poop on the tree <laughs> no it's true. a bit no, illogical, I'm too busy chucking useful. a dude but i do like the way that you can uh you, you can tell what they're thinking before they do it because it's like yeah no, how can you tell what they're thinking <laughs> how can you tell what they're thinking you're fucking god <laughs> yeah, that's what i say what the, the, the thought bubble system's a good one especially if it's your creature you know that's the thing yeah. and then you can um presumably then you know that you're praising the right thing which was sometimes the issue with the first game you'd praise them yeah and it's yeah. like well actually yeah. i don't appear to be praising them for what i wanted to yeah and it also has like the little speech bubbles that appear when you're praising or punishing them. The like the little description attached to the bubble changes. So it's like if you praise them for pooping on trees, it's like I'll poop on trees as much as I can. It makes them grow better, <laughs> or whatever. Oh. So it's like it, the, the wording changes to say random hilarious things. It's like I'll never <laughs> eat rocks. It might be bad for my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will eat peas as much as I please. <laughs> they are high in protein. We <laughs> <laughs> don't say something like that. <laughs> oh, by the way, I did start playing a bit of uh, Fable 2 after I got it for free. And, oh, yeah. Uh, like, I played the start, the start of it, or whatever, and it starts with an intro sequence where a bird poops on your head. That's how it starts. And I, was like, I was like, this is t- setting the tone for the game. I was like, great. Okay, I mean... So, so understand... is the... Poop is the tone for the game? Well, no, yeah. I wonder if it's actually like that playing the game is like having a bird poop on your head. It's not that <laughs> bad, but it's like... And it's like... And, and, it, and of course, you go straight into it and you get like the regional accents that start immediately. You get Cockney to start off with. You start in a city and you get your little sister going, come on, little sparrow, let's go and do this. Let's go and do that. And then you get that silvery trail, the gold golden trail that tells you where to go in Fable 2. Oh, and yeah. I find that really weird because it's like... I, I, I get the idea... Uh, that it's like if you're lost, then it shows you where your next objective is. But then I start relying on it like I'm not exploring, which is kind of counter to what I would normally do in a game. I'd look everywhere, you know? But Because yeah. uh, you get this golden trail. It's like, go this way. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go this way. And um, so, I, so I explored, and then I was like the first sort of dungeon-y bit a bit later on when you grow up and you become a man or whatever, uh, almost straight away. And uh, you get the... and. And it's like, you don't have to follow the trail. Go off and investigate the other areas. But I start kind of wanting to follow the trail because it, it kind of irritatingly updates. Wherever you go, it's always there following you. <laughs> I'm not sure, if, I'm not sure yeah. if you could turn it off, but I don't know if I... I, like, I, I I get what they're trying to do, but I think it should be like, if you're lost, hold down this button and a trail will appear rather than like, it's always there. Pixie dust, follow it. <laughs> and I, I don't know. And something, some aspects of the presentation are just a bit dodgy. Like there's definitely clipping into walls and things. And I don't know. Basically, long story short, I played that bit of it, and then I decided to delete it, even though it was free, because I really can't be bothered. <laughs> so that, that just shows you, basically. Wow, that's dramatic. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I would rather. I thought, well, I'm getting this completely for free, but I still can't be. bothered. You'd rather have so. the hard disk space than a game you wouldn't play. I, I'd literally rather have the hard disk space than uh, than Fable Two, and I I don't know. Probably if you got really into it, it's another case of it's something. These things need to grab me and have like a lot of um, mm-hmm. uh, a, quite high production values, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, and it just doesn't I'm, quite. I'm doing the, uh, the the psychiatrist sort of just smile and nod moment there. It's just mm-hmm. uh huh. I see. Do go but on. Seriously, I mean, I get what they're going for. Have but you if dreamt a game about starts, it? if a game starts with a bird pooping, how do you on feel your head, about then... your father? What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just carrying on with my, my not listening psychoanalysis. <laughs> Helpful. But if a game starts with a bird pooping in your head, I'm not sure that's a game I can really be bothered to play, to be honest. So, there you go. So, yeah, <laughs> Unless it pooped it. on Duke Nukem and then he pulls out his pistol and shoots it. That would be a bit different. That would be a bit different, but even then, I don't <laughs> know. Fucking birds. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if you need the pictures me either. That there you go. I must be quite specific. Oh come but on! Anyway. We have to see what Duke... the problem is. Is like if Duke yeah. Nukem Forever actually gets released, everyone will buy it just to see what the fuck has happened over the last <laughs> fifteen years. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Anyway, uh, I'm going to ask Rob what he's been playing. Yes, you better do. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh I'm allowed to talk now, am I? Oh, oh yeah. You are. Okay. It's your turn. <laughs> um, um, oh, I wasn't prepared. Um, <laughs> it's, been Zach, well, it's been Zach's turn for about an hour, so... <laughs> <laughs> I have been diving into Heavy Rain on the PS3. Ooh, yeah, yeah, no, take excellent. a step back. PS3 game, holy crap. Um, 
You do have so, a three. It's not that. I know. I, I know. But it's, it it takes up. It doesn't really get the percentage of actual game time on it that the, everything else does. That's and admittedly, true. I'm only playing because Eddie lent it to me. So <laughs> yeah, it's a enough. it's it, it was a convenient uh, thing to do. And okay, first off, did you get I to say the... Jason a lot? <laughs> I did get to say Jason a lot. All all the internet memes <laughs> are true. That's, That's really... the most important thing. Basically, yeah, the game basically starts with with. Well, and Sean at one point as well. Um, <laughs> the game basically starts with this this kid Jason sort of disappearing in a shopping centre, and you you get to walk around it shouting Jason on the X button a lot as you try and find where he's gone and try and find the red balloon he was carrying and things like that. But basically, there isn't enough. Whenever you get moments like this, and it happens at a few points through the game, there's not enough for all the voice acting in the game. They didn't see it fit to add enough. Um, takes of that one sound that you're likely to hear a lot. So it's basically, okay. Jason! Jason! <laughs> Jason! <laughs> it's, it's a bit shit. And it's, um, there, there are moments like that, you know, Heavy Rain is fantastic in presentation-wise, apart from the odd few moments ca- that come out. Um, you know, maybe this is going too deep to start with. Heavy Rain is not a game. Let's be honest. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's really not. It's a completely different style of thing to do it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's like an interactive it's, movie for the first time is, actually working well yeah it? and they actually describe it themselves as an interactive drama like the first the first achievement you get in the game is basically for starting the game and you get a trophy saying saying thank you for supporting interactive drama and it's, uh... <laughs> oh god that's a bit pretentious isn't it it oh, is wow. it's a little bit yeah so that, that came it's you know hit a few bum notes at the start basically um but for, I, I say that, and the story does hit a few moments, and there are some... When it actually gives you control of the game, it's weird. And because everything else is so slick, the, all the, it's essentially a ginormous sequence of quick-time events. So when you get control of it to move your character about and investigate your environment and stuff, the right. controls are so odd. I don't know what they were thinking when they came up with this. It's like, in order to move forward... You have to hold down right two. Okay. So the so the large right trigger <laughs> on the control panel on the control controller. So it's like is, accelerate is in, a, in a driving yeah. game. You have to yeah, like, basically hold down you, the have to, you have to accelerate yourself through the level, and um, obviously that means like because they're trying to keep your movement contextual or what's going on. Often that means really slow saunter. Through the road, so you're like mm, right. I'm just going to plod casually about, and uh, oh no, I seem to be miles away from where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to casually plod for another few minutes in this direction. It's 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 often too slow, and uh, you have to you can point yourself in the direction whilst moving with the left stick. But then I can't help but think, couldn't I have just been moving with the left stick if I need to use that as well? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> It seems a bit strange. I think the the idea is is that when you're standing still, you just use the left stick to move your head, and then that can sometimes highlight different things around you, which you which you can do. Ah, oh, um, sort of Grim Fandango style almost. Kinda, yeah. Interesting thing. But it's it, it it would have been better just to have left stick control. Let's let's be honest. You, you don't okay. don't drive your man. <laughs> no. no, no. But yeah, so that's that's a bit of a, a misstep in my opinion, but. The actual actions are quite well done. You use the right stick for the majority of sort of um, directional motion, say. So in order to 
do something above you, you push the up stick, or often to push something in front of you, you push you push like down or something to sort of move your arm. And sweeping motions tend to be sort of a, a rotation around part of the stick, things like that. And you also get different commands like to mash or to hold or to um, slowly move the stick in the direction, otherwise you'll hurt the person or chuck the baby or something like that. It, um... <laughs> Seriously, there is a scene where it asks you to do slow motions and it involves a baby. And I didn't have the heart to just try throw the baby, please, now. Um, Obviously, it probably wouldn't because it probably wouldn't fit into the story. But even so, it's a little bit weird. It's just like, I don't not really sure if I want if if I really want to have control of this right now. (laughs) It's a bit unnerving. (laughs) <laughs> and there are okay. there are quite a few moments in the game where you actually feel like that. It's like I'm not entirely sure I want control of this, and it's um, and sometimes it's because it's boring. Um, there are moments where it asks you, especially the intro to the game, where there's a very long period of mundane actions, presumably to teach you the controls, but they're just there's too much of it. It's like okay. now brush your teeth by shaking the controller up and down. Now brush your teeth in a different direction by shaking the controller from side <laughs> oh. to side. Now put like, the toothbrush down. Um, now shave like yourself bloody, by doing a slow motion across your face. And... It's like the start of Shenmue, where you have to do loads of really ordinary things, like opening drawers. And, you know, no, no, no. You, you've, you've actually stepped on what I was going to bring up. It was going to be my main comparison, actually, that you've stolen from me. The game oh, is sorry. a modern Shenmue. And oh, is it? without a doubt, it, is, it has the same feel. It has the same you need to go and do these simple tasks and do these things. Admittedly, you don't get the freedom that you did in Shenmue to do what you want when you want, but it's the fact that yeah. it's you're, you are living these guys' lives in pretty much every detail of their life. Um, it, it's very evocative of the Shenmue feel, and mm. I like that. I think that's great. Yeah, no. But that, that, it's, it's a little good. excessive in places, as I say, where it has you doing stupid, you know, re- repetitive things. And, things. Yeah, and uh, it can be a bit irritating but that's that's the bad side of things that you don't want to be doing in the game the the awkward side are moments of there's a couple of sections of fairly um i wouldn't say it's nasty violence it is violent but not on it's stuff it's psychological more than shown if you see what i mean things do happen but the game is only a 15 so they can't show it in massive detail yeah and things like that um so there are there are sections where you have to do a physical action. You know, like I, I actually don't want to do this. And you, while the game gives you the option to opt out of that scene, there's a consequence. It's like you, if you don't do it, you don't get a part of the story, or your chances later on in the game are diminished. So it's like, oh, just do it. I don't like it, but just do it. And it's that's I say it's like awkward, but that's that's actually brilliant because it's that's it's actually putting, good. It's, yeah. it's putting emotion on me and stuff like that. And yeah. it's like. Uh, I can't honestly think of many games in the past that have had that effect. Isn't there and a it's... bit where you... I mean, it's been out for a while, but isn't there a bit where you chop off your own finger or something? Yeah, right? okay. That, that was yeah. the bit I was getting on about. Yeah. There's a se- there's a, there is a section I think that's where... quite famous. I think you're allowed to talk about yeah, that. There's, yeah, there is a section of the game where the supposed kidnapper of your son uh, has set you a trial to show your how much you can sacrifice, so cut off the end of your finger now, please. And you get a room with various items in it scattered about the place and you have to make the choice to you know pick up the items you want to use put them down on the table and then you have to decide the order in which you do things um sat at the table and if you get it wrong apparently you can have there are 
potentially consequence bleeding out or passing out and not getting the things. I don't know. This is the thing. The game, uh, this is the bit I'm not so sure about. There are bits of the game where you, well, you know from the outset and, you know, because of what people have been saying that your actions do have consequence in the world. But sometimes you're not entirely sure whether the choices you've made would have mattered. And I won't know that until I attempt to play it a second time, if I can be asked. Um, But it's... How long is it then? You know, the game makes you feel like that. At the moment, I'm, I reckon I'm about most of the way through, and I've been playing it for a couple of evenings fairly. Do you know who heavy. the killer is yet? So, no. <laughs> I still don't know who it is. And maybe this is one of the things about the multiple endings where apparently the killer goes a different way or it's someone else. I don't know oh, at this okay. stage. I'm not all the way through, but I'm probably about five hours in, something like that. Um, so it's not super short, but it's... a. Uh, well, it, you know, super short. It's, it's 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 not as short as I was expecting. Let's put it this way. Ah, oh, okay. Um, but it's and it, the story is pretty good. It does have a few bum notes. Um, for instance, the the love story in it isn't that great. It, well, it doesn't make sense. I can't quite understand where where it blossomed from. It just sort of happens, and you're like. Really? Right, because it needed okay. to happen for the story, right? Not yeah. For any it, like actual attraction between the characters that makes sense. No, it was a, it's a bit strange when when it happens, and you might have the you do get the option to kiss or not kiss at one stage. Um, <laughs> and you're like, and it so doesn't it was, feel right. Don't kiss. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually pushed the wrong button. I wanted it not to happen, but as soon as oh, I pushed that, it's sort of like the sequence starts, and it's like, oh fuck, what do I do now? Um, and then you get the the example of other actions you don't want to do because it's just a bit awkward. Um, for instance, I was playing. I've been playing it with Gnome watching because she seems to have been, you know, getting into the story a little bit, even if she's not taking part. But it's all right, um, which is a good sign. Um, but the uh, it, it then make you have uh, essentially do the actions to take off a lady's clothes, and it's yeah. like I'm not sure I really want to be doing this in front of my girlfriend. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like oh, oh great, now I have to do a rotating motion to uh, take off the bra. Okay, um, <laughs> it's just a little strange. And there are pixelated boobs. You have been warned. <laughs> you have been warned. It's a bit of a shame you're playing it um, secondhand because you don't get to make the little origami thing. Oh no, Cause... we did that anyway. We, oh, we got a bit you? of paper and did that. Whereas the game installs it asks you to make an origami figure. Yeah, and which you is get one a... of the. But you get a piece of paper in the uh, in the box. In the game you... box, yeah. Yeah. And suppose... oh, the other thing to point out is that I'm playing it traditional style. I'm not using the move to do this. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not aware of the move updates. Yep, the patch is out. There's a special edition of the game you can buy, which has all the stuff built in, all the move stuff built in, which I would recommend if you haven't bought it already. But if if you're thinking of buying it, you might as well pick up the move edition. I guess so. I mean, uh, you might be able to get the original one secondhand for cheaper than the move edition. Yeah, probably, probably. And And then just just download the patch. patch. The patch is huge. It's It's like one and a half gigs. So, Jesus, okay. yeah, <laughs> it's pretty epic, but so it is that, good. Uh, you do you do get hooked into the story. I'm I'm not o- as overly impressed with the technology behind it as I would be, as I thought okay. I would be. It's not the best looking graphics engine in the world. But has it um, got like good facial animation? That's presumably the key. The facial detail is amazing, and actually, in, at times, the facial animation is so good that you know it is startling actually in places it's just like you look at it the little twitches on the mouth and things like that you're just like oh okay that's properly impressive however 
<laughs> it's, it only really works on about 50% of the characters. 50%, The other 50% just look weird. There's something very wrong about this prostitute character that just, you know, her face just doesn't look right. Is that um, uncanny valid? Women in, with, yeah, women in general just don't look quite right. And the kids look completely dumb because they just don't seem, they just stare ahead fairly blankly. And even yeah. though they're the rest of their face, it's, the eyes are a problem for them because obviously they've, the way they've had to film it is they've mo-capped the body and the face separately. Right. It's not been it's not been possible for them to do that in in one hit. Presumably, there's no real decent way of doing that. So at times, there's a sort of disconnect between what the head is doing and what the, ah, okay. the body is doing. And sometimes it's the eyes don't it. seem to be looking in the right place. And maybe that's nitpicking. I mean, it is you know for the most part the animation is good, but it doesn't. There's a certain oddness to everything. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple of characters that are, that are faultless. For instance, the PI that you play, um, Scott Shelby, his, yeah. there's something about his facial animation that is just faultless. It's you just look at it and go, yeah, okay, I'm I'm believing that wholeheartedly. It's okay. His character is really bloody well done, but there are just a few others that look a bit strange. Mouths look a bit weird at times, and there's aliasing issues around the teeth, kind of like how the eyes in Uncharted look a bit strange. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, visually, it's not. As good. There's some nice. There are some nice effects, but how does the it's, dialogue it's... work? Do you, can you, do you choose the dialogue from a tree? Or... Sometimes, how? yeah. Sometimes you get okay. dialogue options. Um, generally, when the times you do get options, they don't particularly. The, most of the time, it doesn't change how a, how something comes out unless one of the dialogue oh. actions has a sort of notion or an action attached to it. Because sometimes you'll get like intervene or insist wow. and things like that and depending on what scenario you're using them in it can have different results um oh, for instance there are times where you have to talk down bad guys you know in a sort of mexican standoff situation and right yeah your your prowess or picking the right approach can make them back down and there are times where there's a an incredible quick time event comes up that you don't have to do and it's like you can make a decision and you know it's your choice at that point because uh, the game hasn't told you outright, but you get the the feel for it. You know where it's going, uh, right. which is very clever. It's it's some clever writing in order to make you think that, and like you get the choice whether to shoot a dude on basically, and you only got a split second to make that decision, and uh, uh, and the outcome will change the change the bit of the you know a bit of plot. Sometimes it's inconsequential. Sometimes it is. I don't know. That's the thing. It makes you think. Mm. Well, the more it makes you think, the better, I suppose. So. Yeah. And apparently, and I'm told by Eddie, you can kill off the main characters, like <laughs> if you fail stuff too early on, or and the game or get continues, them killed, and then the, and then the game carries on. You just oh, bits of the cool. story then have to change and adapt, but presumably the story is a bit shorter then because you're not having to follow their escapades. But no, because that section is gone, presumably because they're dead. <laughs> yeah. So mm. there's a there's a there's a number of points where you think, oh god, I could die here. Oh shit. Um... <laughs> cool. It's as I say, it's very evocative, but it's not a game. <laughs> and most of the time, you're just you're just going through the motions to make the movie play. Do you think there'll be more of these not games? And do you hope there are more? You know what? I do actually. I I I think I hope that um, Quantic Dream carry on down this route um, because it is it is genuinely entertaining, even if it's not a particularly involved form of entertainment it's better than 
Um, it's hard to, I don't know, I find myself, it, it's probably harder to get bored of it compared to just watching telly. Because mm. in my first stint, I did play for several hours, you know, just on a, on, on in one go. Because the yeah. story, draw, it's like a good series, you know, the story does draw you in. And mm. um, because you're acting it, you just want, you, you know, you don't feel like, you, you just, the, the feeling of boredom of sitting there doing nothing doesn't set in. Right. You, you've always got this. Oh, I wonder what happens next. Feel, and I wonder if I just do this or. So it's more um, engaging for you than television is. Definitely, but, definitely. But not, not like as like full engagement as like playing an action game where you're like. No, true. Like... I couldn't like do stints of it. I probably couldn't do stints of it as long as I could Team Fortress or something like that. But it's right. Yeah. I find it. I find it a tad more engaging than telly. I'm not saying, you know, there are some TV series you can just watch for hours and hours, but yeah. this is on a par, at least, with those. With the very, It's on the par of the very best in terms of hook. Right. Hmm. But yeah, I'm, 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 I, I, I would recommend, especially, it's a good one as well for people that aren't gamers, again. I would recommend it for those and who can deal with the story, because it is, as the name implies, heavy. It's, so, it doesn't, doesn't really doesn't offer any... much in the way of light relief. Does does Naomi have any interest in actually playing it? Well, she did take over at one part. Oh, okay. Part of the lady character. So I don't know how much of an interest she'd have on her own. But right, yeah. Um, if not, it's I mean, a game for have... non-gamers who own a PS3. <laughs> yeah, basically. Five hundred ninety-nine dollars. Well, <laughs> that's not saying that some of the quick time events are pretty hard. I mean, I've. I, I failed a few of the actions, and they do sort of change the course of a fight scene. For instance, they, they, different things happen, and if you mess up too many, you could end up in a situation where your your life is on the line. Things like that, if you don't do them. Um, in fact, there's one fight scene where that happens about three or four times, where it's like, "Oh crap! If I fail this, I'm probably going to die." Um, <laughs> and it, uh, uh, and some circumstances where you can avoid them completely, and it's like, "Oh shit! I should have done that." Oh no! I've got myself into a fight now. Um, <laughs> Uh, things like that. So you know, but they, but the sort of quick time events for experienced players are can be fairly tough. But fortunately, there's a difficulty setting that describes it in possibly the most. Um, I don't know if this is patronising or not, but it's um, the default option is I play games regularly. I know my way around the controller, and the, the easiest option is I don't play games. I have no idea how to use this thing. Basically, oh, okay. So it supposedly it scales what you have to do based on your familiarity with the controller oh that's clever okay that's good so okay so you played anything else then with heavy rain seems awesome I, I i would like to play that myself if i get a chance yeah it's, it's at least see it in action because it's okay. it's pretty cool yeah. you, you know you can get the idea of what it is but play it yeah. from the, definitely play it from the start because you will if you're if you're going to play it play it from the start because you could come help. into it about halfway through then obviously plot lines are starting to intertwine and yeah yeah uh, Okay. It's one of those few games where I want to be really careful not to say anything because it's it's all about the story. So it's yeah, there's nothing else. Yeah, that matters really. Exactly, the story is yeah. the driving element. The rest of it's just superficial in a way. It's nice that it's there, but it's it's all about the story. Um, yeah, so quite cool. Oh, yeah, and I have to. It, uh, yeah, one of the one of the nice moments are when you're having to do stuff that's probably difficult. Difficult. It usually involves some kind of actually twisted hand motion on the controller. Like there are <laughs> sections where you're having to, um, I'll say, angle your body in a in a in an awkward fashion, and it involves you. Like it starts with like hold L1, and then a t- notification comes up for hold R2, and then it's like, hold triangle. 
hold circle as well, hold square, <laughs> and then oh, and then still twist your hand to hold L two all at the same time. It's like oh god, oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. because you don't know what what's coming up. So you you push your hand, you put your hands in a comfortable position, and you start pressing the buttons. And then, and then these other yeah. ones come up, and you're like, "Fuck! How do I do that now?" It's like um, playing Twister with your controller. Yeah, but it's it's quite appropriate, really, for the scene. So it's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so they're cool. They're cool. Oh, awesome. But yeah, it, it's good fun. Any other and, games you've been playing? And, and this after week? playing it, you will want one of those one of the, the one of the FBI agents' pair of glasses. They're just awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Like I've virtual got... reality glasses. They're totally oh, are they? Cool. Oh, are they? Called an Ari for some reason. But yeah, that's cool. Uh, the other thing I've been playing, or played yesterday, was I uh-huh. finished Red Faction. Oh. And I thought it was going to get interesting. I thought there was going to be some story. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but, but no. There it's was some story. The well, there was a, just a tiny bit of story. Like a tiny like... reveal. About Samantha, yeah, which which ends up being fairly inconsequential, other than they they help. You don't actually sort of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> without going into too much detail, it doesn't really affect things that much. And one sec, can you guys talk about that? I'll just be back in a sec. <laughs> interruption. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. I, I don't know whether we're going into spoiler territory here or not, but basically, well, it's it a fairly ancient doing... game. Yeah, I suppose we could say. Yeah, the stuff with the Marauders at the end. Like, there we go, I've done it. Um, <laughs> the stuff of the Marauders at the end is just... I don't know, it's non-consequential. They just, the only reason you have that conversation is so they can stand on top of a hill at one point during the last section to hold off the bad guys. That's it! <laughs> the whole fact that Sam is a Marauder basically means nothing. It could have like just as easily not happened and the Red Faction be standing there and it would have made any difference. But it's like you kind of knew that was coming anyway because it was really obvious practically from the start of the game that she was a marauder. Well, yeah, the whole... Where she's like, don't kill those guys! (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, I wonder... But then, like, but then, as you're going to the to the Marauder base, it, like if you stop to do a bit of mining that you see on the way, they attack you. So you kill them anyway. And she's supposed to be with you, but she's not for some reason. And, Obviously, yeah, it's there, strange. It's like, so it's like I'm just going to kill your dudes and walk into your place. No harm done. But it's meant to be like some of the backstory and stuff. It's sort of made, sort of linked into a general overarching. It's maybe a bit too like. It's too obscure. It's, it it feels like there should there's like you need to be in Red Faction One or something. It's yeah, like, there's, there's an awful lot of backstory. Yeah, you're right. There's an awful lot of backstory that doesn't make itself obvious enough. I mean, you pick up those sound recordings for early colonists and stuff, which even maybe those don't even. Eat, which which well no maybe That's not. Like but some of them it sounds like. Well, it sounds like some of them maybe may have either died or perhaps became the Marauders. You know, because they were kind of. It yeah. gives the impression that they uh, that the, these early colonists were marooned, and um, so presumably became them. And then when we came back, they're like, "Yes, more stuff," um, <laughs> yeah. things like that. So that would explain the marauders, but it's all really loosely implied. I thought there was going to be more of a storyline involving the old colonists, like where the fuck the Nano Forge came from. It, you know, the Nano Forge only exists as a weapon. It could have been anything. You know, the, there's no backstory about where it is, what it came from, stuff stuff that would have been interesting. It's uh, And then you just blow shit up and the game ends. 
There's no sort of real to and fro between the main leaders of the EDF. The fact that they have names is irrelevant. You know, it's like his general yeah, Roth. Right. Who? Sorry? <laughs> but, but it, it's like, I don't know. It seems like the, the EDF on Mars don't have any characters, but then you have this general Roth. It's like the, the the main character for the EDF you see is like the admiral guy in the spaceship who's coming to Mars, and he doesn't see you until right at the end where you're like hi, and then he dies. It's <laughs> 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 so like he's not very much a nemesis because he never really you know talks to you or meets you, and then yeah. it's like General Roth is the bad guy on Mars, but he's just like he's a tank. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, died quite quickly. Hold up. You, he, like, he doesn't, I think so. It's like he doesn't do something to. I mean, there's that EDF attack slightly, you know, slightly earlier where it's like, oh no, yeah, they got yeah. your leader guy. <laughs> Who doesn't like, have a he name? He must have revenge. That guy no. <laughs> doesn't actually have a name. It's just like, oh, they've killed your commander. And it's like, <laughs> who was, you know, even Sam's like, the commander is dead. It's like, doesn't he have a name? You should have known that. Yeah, you'd be like, you'd be like, oh my god, guy. yeah, it'd be like, oh my god, Bill's dead or something. But Bill. he never like, he never really has much to do either. It's like he doesn't exist most of the time. Yeah, unlike he's telling... Sam, who's in the base. Where, well, like, yeah, but oh, we're kind of like here. mysteriously following his orders for the entire game. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, it's the classic. It's I think I said this when I first talked about Red Faction, but it's like Alec Mercer is just like. I'll do whatever the fuck you tell me to, Mr. Random Commander Guy, because apparently you're a commander, you know, and you command me, and I'll go do it. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's enough for me. And then I must fight these bad guys, because apparently they're bad, even though they don't seem to do anything bad, really. Mm-hmm. They, maybe, or like, the one time you do see them, they don't really say anything. It's just like, Alec Mercer is being a problem, well kill him then. <laughs> it's Mason, isn't it? Mercer? Um, yeah, I'm thinking of the other game. Prototype. Oh yeah. No. Wait, is oh, it prototype yeah. or is it the other other? Well, one? <laughs> well, prototype. Well, you probably wouldn't have played um, in because they're about them. Okay. What was the other other one? Not prototype. Oh, it's infamous. infamous. No, so I am thinking yeah. about prototype. <laughs> it is yeah. Alex Mercer in prototype. Alex Mason in Red Faction. <laughs> Names deal. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's just all sort of. Admittedly, the last couple of missions are fairly cool because basically you get giant tanks and just blow lots of stuff up, and they were of relative difficulty. Yeah. Although my big problem with the game is that often when you die in it, it, there's really nothing you could have done about it. Like a bit of cover that you were standing behind just happens to get destroyed, and there's a fuck ton of people on the other side, and you're like, I'm dead. You know, or, or you know, I had a problem with the uh, sniper mission in EOS, and because um, I never found that far sight rifle you were on about, uh, and um, that's when you had problems. Yeah, so so I had problems with that. So I'm trying to climb the buildings to get closer to them, and then of course the floor falls in, so I'm falling down to the bottom. And of course they're stuck up the top, so I've then got to try and get somewhere where I can snipe them. And of course that's out in the open, and there's millions of fucking soldiers shooting you from everywhere. So you, you got the jetpack though, haven't you? <laughs> No, I didn't when I was doing that. So I, I didn't have it when I did that one. When do you get the pack then? I got it fairly late. Yeah, well, it's not—it's not, it's not part of a mission, but you have to get to a certain point before you can have it. Well, I definitely had the jetpack when I was doing that snipe for the meeting in the building. 
Well, no, 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 I, I, no way, I might have done actually, but even so, it doesn't. The buildings are quite tall, so using it for the entire length is kind of difficult. Yeah, you have to stop but, on each of the floors, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a bit awkward. And, you know, I was just expecting it to go somewhere, and other than the last two missions, it doesn't. But then it's, just... it's like. It's all about just blowing shit up. <laughs> well, yeah. But the, the annoying thing for me is that my favourite two missions were the one from the demo. Where <laughs> you get, get, a walker, get a walker, slow lots of shit. <laughs> and then actually, no, one of the, probably the best and the bit crazy of that, chase. that. Yeah, it was the chase. Because as I mentioned before, the uh, the enemy driving you are. Yeah, when the, when, the, when the enemy is driving you, uh, sorry, driving you, when the enemy is <laughs> following you and you can look behind and you can see the, the, the AI, it's just... They drive like maniacs and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just jump, jumping off one things of those. and... Yeah, jumping off things and then you can shoot them and then they go flying and yeah, that, that was really cool. And actually, one of my other favourite bits of the game is the escape from Parker right at the start because again, more crazy ass driving. Not be- not just not just driving, but because people are coming at you from the front, you can see them driving like idiots as well. It <laughs> makes it it makes it great. And there's not enough of those sections. I mean, there's enough driving. Don't get me wrong, but there's enough boring driving. There's not enough awesome driving. Yeah, maybe. And, uh, maybe so. Yeah, so those are my two favourite bits of the game, and they're quite early on. So it's you start getting walkers quite a lot towards the end. Yeah, true, like, but those are pretty awesome. Yeah, they can so, be. And like, the explosions are good. The explosions are pretty, <laughs> especially when you know stuff. You know, and the smoke all hangs around, and it's uh, yeah, the explosions are nice. But like... although I found it a bit weird when you get the the artillery gun. And um, it's all black and white, other than the rings around stuff, so you can see what they are, and whether they're bad or good, obviously. But then, when you shoot, all the explosions are still in colour. <laughs> like, exactly. your gun still creates purple explosions on a black and white display, and, and the, and the, <laughs> the buildings and vehicles still have orangey flame. It's a bit odd. Well, it's, I mean, some of it cool, needs to but kind of odd. make things a bit more obvious. It must yeah. be, like, UI or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks cool, but it's a bit odd. That was a pretty cool, pretty ridiculously stupid sequence where it's like, well, it's artillery cannon for a satellite view for some reason. Yeah. It's like Lots of exposure than that. Only, only more awesome. So you finished Red Faction. Haha. Yeah. I'm, I Any don't. I, there's still stuff to do in the world. Like, apparently, I've missed 14 gorilla, no, 11 gorilla actions, and I've no idea All where right. they are. Okay. Uh, probably spawning. It probably makes a bunch more of like the defense missions. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So basically, that means I've got to drive around the world and hope these happen, which I, I don't want to do. That sounds tedious. No, it's not that. Yeah. Um, we'll just walk outside the safe house and stand around for five minutes and see if we're in any You don't have to be moving to or anything. Yeah, I've got one. I've got one flyer to destroy for the achievement, and one. <laughs> How irritating is that? I, I, I'm about. I'm nearly uh, 40 or 50 mining points short of the target. I don't know where the hell those are going to be. No. So it's... There's stuff left to do, but I don't want to do... All the pro times for the vehicles, which are impossible. Yeah. Pro race uh, times are ridiculous. Even though the pro demolition times are manageable. Yeah. Some of them are hard, but, you know, they're not too bad. And, yeah. I don't know. It's... I, I don't think... Like, although you unlock insane difficulty mode, I don't think I want to go back to that. No, it's 
it was good. Don't get me wrong. For the money I spent, which was about three quid off the Steam sale, hey, it was um, uh, it was it was good. You know, it's, it's, it's by no means a bad game. It's just it's one of those games that sort of leaves you feeling a bit empty afterwards. Hmm. There's specific like, uh, things that they should have done more of. It's like all the demolition stuff. There should clearly have been a lot more of that. Like specific demolitions as well. Like I don't know, work out how it should have been like puzzles or something. Like yeah, work out, so, like so, the somehow... demolition things. I'm sure I said this. Like the demolition challenges, but like more built into the actual game, <laughs> rather than just being yeah, a playground. Yeah, I see what you mean. So in the middle of a mission, you actually have to take it out in a certain way, or. Yeah. Maybe that's the point, though. It is supposed to be sandboxy. It is supposed to be, um, you know, do what you want when you want gameplay, and it does succeed that to a point. Yeah, I mean, take out. Like, I mean, I, f- I think they, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think they went out and achieved what they wanted to do, which is, you know, it's it's, it's saying something. I think the developer nailed what they wanted to nail, but there's just a few elements keeping it from being top tier. If you know what I mean, it's. It's not the greatest of the greats, but it's good. No. So is yeah, that but all the... your playings then <laughs> for the week? I think so. Other than because I have hoard out, yeah, I have hoard out TF this week, and uh, yeah, that's been good stuff. All the Halloween stuff. It has pretty really much just been that. I haven't actually played Halo for a while, so maybe I need to yeah. do that. So I've been playing. I am, I am uh, find that, I am finding I my second playthrough more enjoyable than the first. It's like all yeah. that stuff you know we talked about learning curve at the start. Yeah, it's all gone now. Isn't it's it? it's, it's gone. Yeah, you start again. Even happens... starting from the start in legendary, it seems fine. Yeah, like I've I've been going through legendary. I'm only about I'm only like halfway through, but because um, I kind of stopped. But um, it's been going fine to be honest. Like I did the uh, nightfall mission, and that was oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. The only the only trouble with that, I had trouble at the end. Like it, you get the the problem with that is like it's. It's a sniper rifle mission, basically, isn't it? And the sniper mm. rifle is really powerful, but it's like there's a certain randomness to using the sniper rifle against elites because it's like because they know when you're about to shoot. It seems so, yeah, they, you know they like, jink a lot, and it's like oh, fuck. It, de- it depends on how they move because the trouble is that um, you've only got so much ammo, and if they regenerate your shields, then you've literally wasted that ammo, and you might as well have not fired at all. So yeah. you can hit them three times and still have wasted all that ammo, you know? So, But on the other hand, it does work. If you get them that fourth time, then, then you kill them. So it's worth it because they're really hard to kill otherwise, but on legendary, you know? So, And also, like, on that mission, you get quite a few of those jetpack elites who are a lot easier to kill. They only take, like, one headshot yeah, of those guys. To offset where... their maneuverability, they have crappy armor. So it's... Yeah, so um, those guys are relatively easy. But the normal elites, yeah, you have to kind of... It's, there's a lot of luck involved in how they move and how to mm. kill them that way, but eventually you can. You just have to have patience with that because they can't kill you from that far away. So you could just keep reloading for the checkpoint and hope you eventually kill them with a sniper rifle, which did sort of work. If, you know, sometimes I did it that way. But um, there's a bit like midway through that one where the hunters spawn, and that's fine. But the problem is that um, like invisible elites spawn at the same time. And there's like three of them or something. And but luckily, I used the advantage that you know we're talking about the multiplayer levels being built into the single player and how that's kind of annoying. But I I used that to my advantage in that bit because that bit is that power station level, and so uh, I knew I knew that if I went to the shadows oh, yeah, where, the grenade bit, yeah. la- where the grenade launcher is on multiplayer, I knew I could hide there and get them with the shotgun when they came in the door because I knew that was a 
I knew from multiplayer that that was a good place to hide. So um, yeah, that okay. actually worked. Fair enough. But that actually worked to my advantage on that bit. And there's also a rocket launcher on that level where the rocket launcher is in the level. You know, down in that. Oh, is there? Stream. In the waterfall. Yeah. yeah. So if you go down there, you can use that on the hunters. Yeah, well, I didn't think of that when I. I don't, don't think I actually went up to that part of the level during yeah, that sequence exactly. the first time. It's, so. it's another. It's another case of like you don't have to go there, but all that geometry is there from the multiplier. But um, I, I actually, I went to get the rocket launcher, but by that point, my guy, Juden, or whatever the name is, had actually d- killed both the hunters. Well, not by himself. <laughs> I, had been, I, I had been helping yeah. him, but I was, I was like, right, I'll use the last rocket to kill the last hunter. But he managed to get him, so I had the rocket launcher for the next section with shade turrets. So oh, yeah, I just yeah. took out the, the... That made it a lot easier, because I just took out... You only get, like, two rockets, but it was enough to kill two of the shade turrets. But then where I got stuck was... Yeah, permanently. And the, but where I got stuck was right at the end because there's like quite a few elites at the end, and I was like completely out of ammo. So and there's not a lot you can do really. I mean, there's, I mean, it took ages basically. That was the only bit where I was doing it over and over again. Was right at the very last checkpoint of the entire mission. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just a little glade at the end after you've gone up past yeah. the shade turrets, and there's like three elites. There's like two. There's like two gold ones, one silver one, and there's also one of the airborne ones over on the left. But I mean, yeah. in Heroic, I didn't struggle with that bit. It was the, the bit with the turrets was, was a yeah. real struggle the first time. Because they just keep had... repopulating the turrets, and it's like, yeah. oh, crack. So that's my top tip for that. Save the rocket launcher and go and get it and use it against the turrets, and then they won't top be able tip. to use it. Yeah, so there you go. that's that bit. And then I, I thought I'd stop there because I thought tip of the spear would be a nightmare in Legendary. I, ima- I assumed. Because I, you know, because that was a bit of a pain. In Two the, massive in, armies in face off. Yeah. <laughs> One but, massive but, army versus you. But I actually did it, and it was fine. The only problem was that, um, unlike the second AA gun, I managed to get my warthog destroyed. And if you do that, it doesn't respawn. And and you you know that that bit where the like the pelican drops the movable bridge. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the next bit, and up there, there's a wraith. There's a bunch of jackals, and there's also a dropship. And uh, yeah, that's just flying that around and shooting with the thing. And I had to do that on foot. And eventually what I did was jump up the... Uh, the main problem was the dropship. Because I was thinking what I could do is I could probably... I could use this plasma pistol and I could um, hijack the wraith. Because I could probably do that on foot using the sprint. If I managed to plasma pistol it, I could probably run up to it and hijack it. But the problem was that the uh, dropship was hovering over and it has like a concussion rifle effectively. And on legendary, that just decimates you if... If you're in the open, so eventually I had to climb up quick, the rocks. I was about and just to say, quick run. question: How do you hijack raves anyway? Because whenever I do, it always goes to the plant grenade option. You can do it. I think what you have to do is um, you have to kill the gunner, kill the gunner, and then you can get in the gunner's seat. And if you do that, then the elite inside the wraith gets out to kill you, and then you kill him. <laughs> and, then you can ja- and then when there's no pilot in the wraith, you can jack it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Work so it... with hijacking race, where when you jump up onto the like onto the hatch, yeah, you you'd like beat it in order to like break it open before you put the grenade in. But then, wasn't it where it's like if you just keep beating it, eventually you kill the pilot? Oh, okay, might be another way. I don't know. Anyway, I but what I had to... how it worked at some point. So eventually, what I did, I just climbed up the rocks on the side and just ran using my sprint across the bridge and just pegged it the rest of the way. Like it was, cl- I was, I was clearly supposed to have a warthog, but luckily, like a little bit later, was like a roadblock where I was supposed to abandon my warthog anyway. So I was like, oh, I've managed to make it without needing the, the warthog. 
And there's another bit, like, uh, at the start of that, you know, with the first AA gun, where you have, like, those hunters and all that nonsense. It's worth, it's worth noting that at the start of that section, where there's, like, a broken bridge with a broken warthog at the top, that bit checkpoints you whenever you go there. So you can do that gradually by just killing them and coming back to the checkpoint hmm. every, every three minutes. So that makes that a lot easier. Yeah. But, yeah, it hasn't been too bad, really. That was my only trouble. Don't, don't, don't get your vehicle killed otherwise you'll have to hot foot it everywhere <laughs> which is a bit of a pain but uh, yeah you know this might sound stupid but i hadn't thought about using the plasma pistol that would make life against tanks so much easier the plasma pistol in general is ridiculously useful if you can hit stuff with it like in this game it's probably the most powerful it's been in halo because it's really good against elites you know because it takes down their shields you know it's quite good against jackals even and uh Actually... I, found it a bit, I found it a bit irritating against elites now because they're too good at dodging it. Yeah, they're very good at dodging it, which is a pain. You have to get pretty close and then back away. But um, you can kill any elite in two shots with a plasma pistol and then a DMR to the head, even like hmm. zealots practically. I mean, you just have to be really good, <laughs> I suppose. That's the key. But yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I played it. So Hello Reach. Um, I played the uh, Force Unleashed 2 demo because oh, I had. Yeah. I had vague hopes for that, because I played the demo of the first one, and everyone said the story in that was really good. And I played the demo, I was like, well, this is quite fun, but it's just not quite good enough, right, in terms of the action. Or yeah, that's basically what they... What was, that was a general opinion, wasn't it? Yeah, it was some that's what ideas. I thought. It's just not great yeah. execution. So I thought, okay, because what I wanted was the um, force chucking ability to be a bit more like the uh, gravity gun in Half-Life. Rather than the way it works, because the way it the way it works is like you 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 force hold the thing and then you can move it sort of forward and backwards in the plane of the level and left and right and then you can kind of fling by pushing and then letting go with the stick. But instead of it actually, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but it's not the way that I would do it basically. Anyway, I played the Force Unleashed two demo and it's worse, much worse, I think. Like. The action, the situation seemed completely contrived in in Star Wars terms. So that mm. was off on the wrong foot. You're like a clone of the the guy from the original game or something. Oh, right. I don't know. <laughs> the and, Apprentice uh, Two. Yeah, sort of. And like Darth Vader, the guy doing the Darth Vader impression for Darth Vader. Well, this is probably Hello. the same in the first one, but it's not quite good enough. I don't <laughs> think that impression. That not impression quite as bad as well. Hello. <laughs> that might have been more hilarious. But anyway, but, me. but like the level design just seemed really, really crap. It's just like they're throwing tons of stormtroopers at you, and I don't know. It just literally. Well, you can throw just like Darth literally. Vader standing from behind, like throwing stormtroopers at. You. I wish that would be cool. No, That's I don't know. More. It just it just feels <laughs> like it has no imagination to it, and. I don't know. So, basically, don't get Force Unleashed 2. I haven't played the full game, but I'm pretty sure it'll be shit. Not impressed. They should have improved. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Do not play that shit. I also played the demo for Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Ah, I've downloaded Uh, that. I intend on playing that in in the presence of Zegel this evening. I hope you play it, because actually it has two races in it. It has one which is cops and one which is, you know... Straight race. Robbers? Yeah, straight race. But <laughs> the straight race one doesn't get unlocked unless someone else on your friends list has played the demo. So I couldn't play that yet. Oh, okay. But you'll be, able to, cool. you'll be able to play it, hopefully. Also, it's a time-limited demo. Oh, as in, uh, I've got it on the PS3, though. I downloaded the demo oh, right. that. So okay, so you probably won't, be won't help. I'll grab it on okay. Xbox as well. Yeah, go for it. But um, 
Yeah, it's it's time limited, not in the sense that you can only play it for 20 minutes, but in the sense that this demo will only be available for like a month or something for some reason. Oh, really? And then the I'm demo not even will turn sure. itself off? Yeah, apparently. I'm not sure why. But yeah, I played maybe, it. maybe they're, they're worried about the blur effect or something where people just played the demo and didn't buy the game. Maybe. Uh, so like me. It, in other words, <laughs> buy Red Faction Guerrilla. No, play Red Faction <laughs> the, the demo and do not buy it. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, uh, so it's it's supposed to be like it's the burnout people, isn't it? It's criteria. Yeah, criterion. So it does is it, feel a is it awesome? Bit, but... Is the question because if it's not awesome, okay. then I will blame EA for everything. <laughs> well, it's it was quite. Fun. <laughs> it's not awesome. Oh damn! It's not EA. super. I don't know. I don't know. It's like. I mean, the presentation was is kind of hilarious because it's like really swish, swish, clunk, 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 swish, like like kind of like we would have made like Pat Beam or something. Everything is like whooshing around crazily, you know. It's very what, sort with of neat pe- with people making whoosh sound effects with their mouths. It, whoosh, whoosh, clunk, cock Everything, everything goes. That's the sound of the police. All the all the menu things go whoosh and sling and just like get an extra right film or something. Like everything, <laughs> every, everything has a little animation. And do you know what I mean? It's all a bit over the top. And everything's mm. like sideways, like it's going traveling extremely fast or something. And it's all I don't know. It just seems a bit strange. But I guess in terms of gameplay, I suppose it is kind of burnout. Burnout with, with cops. real cars and with cops, maybe. I mean, it has that similar burnout thing where. You you slam the steering grind wheel against hard. walls. You, yeah, you grind against walls and you slam the steering wheel hard left and you barely turn, even though you're traveling like fifty billion <laughs> yeah. miles an hour. It has that, and it has quite a nice feeling of like sliding of the, you know when you're going around the very calm corners. <laughs> on this. Yeah, but um, I don't know because it seems like you just have to smash them, just like takedowns in Burnout. I mean, you have these like deployable. I've played the cop one right so i have to stop these this illegal street race and you have to and basically you can just bash them and you even have nitro like boost but you don't have as much as in burnout you only have a little bit so mm. it's more like need for speed i guess in that respect but it um, doesn't add nitro for a while i don't think it will except oh, right, the underground okay. stuff well i was quite surprised when i pressed a and i boosted forward i was like hang on isn't that a burnout thing but yeah so it hmm. does that and and then you you use the d-pad to deploy like spike strips or or uh, helicopter assistance or something, but it's a bit weird because hmm. you're steering with the left stick, and then you, and have, then to you have to move your, your finger yeah. to the down on the D pad. But then I went into the options, and very unusually for a console game, you can change the controls, you know, with like a PC style As set you want. what you want. Yeah. So I was I like, really oh, I'm so, I was like, well, B is for headlights. I'm changing that to deploy. Or as Russell Howard would say, shit my bed. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, "Well, I was just going to change this." So I did. But uh, yeah, uh, seemed all right. I, I'm still not entirely convinced, but I mean, definitely worth playing the demo. And if you have someone else on Xbox Live play it, you can get double the demos. <laughs> so well, well, this is the thing. Game. One of one of my next games to tackle is probably going to be Burnout Paradise because oh, okay, bought yeah. that a while ago when it was on in the EA sale on Steam. Yeah. Uh, so I will be. Attempting to play that at some point in the near future, I think, because I'm, I'm, I've only, I've got on the PC at least. There's that and Bioshock Two left to do, and I still don't feel appropriately infused about Bioshock to attempt it just yet. I think I've had too much no. of the run and shooty stuff, so yeah. I think I might, might, might switch to Burnout as my next thing to tackle. Fair enough. Well, that'll be interesting. I, I'm not sure. I wouldn't rather just have a new Burnout game than have this, but I mean, it's up to 
It's up to them, I guess. Well, maybe, maybe they think burnout has run their course, but or you know, Criterion will probably fit into it anyway. But well, it's quite nice to have real cars and stuff. That's sort yeah. of quite fun. And M- uh... maybe that makes the cars more recognizable. Well, I mean, obviously recognizable because they're real cars, but you know, a bit more unique because that was burnout's problem in the last few iterations is that some of the yeah. a lot of the cars just ended up looking the same and you're yeah, like exactly. what's he driving don't care yeah so it's quite nice they have the licenses to be able to have like porsches and things although i have to admit on that you get a choice between a like a nissan 350z and a, like a proper police car like a crown oh, victoria awesome. police cruiser <laughs> and i was cruiser, like yeah. i'm totally getting the standard i don't care if it's slower i'm going for proper get police cruiser, car bitches. yeah Bitches. So I did. That was cool. So yeah, I've been playing that. Um, so that's all the kind of new games I've been playing. What I've actually been playing this week is Grand Theft Auto 4. I thought I'd go back and play <laughs> no. some of that. Because I was like, well, I, I, I had such a struggle trying to play Fable 2. And I was like, I'm going to play a game that I know I really like. So I went back into Grand Theft Auto 4 and I have a, like a save file that I've been working on a while back. It's about halfway through the game. And it's actually a bit further mm. than halfway, I realised. I'm actually quite close to the end. and Because uh, what I wanted to do was go through and understand the story, how it ties into the Lost and Damned stuff. Because uh, I never got oh, okay. all the way through Lost yeah. and Damned. So I thought, right, what I'm going to do is I'll just start from the beginning. I'll play all the way to the end, my second playthrough, and then I'll play Lost and Damned all the way through, which I still haven't done. So that was the plan. And, uh, of course, things get in the way. But I'm, I'm continuing it, and uh, I really damn like that game. I don't know. It's it's looking a bit dated now, but uh, it's still it just so much fun. It was never fun. on top form graphically back then, but well, it depends how you look at it, really. I mean, you can't demand as much from a from an open world game. No, as the can, cityscape so. was fairly impressive, but they, yeah, like I could have well. demanded slightly more frames out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I guess the frame rate is is the thing that suffers, but graphically, it's quite nice looking. There's something about the way they do level of detail that's like really nice. Like when things are at a distance, they don't. Obviously, they are lower detail, but it has some kind of effect over it that just looks like it's out of focus, like it's in a film and it's out of the depth of field range or something, just softens it or something that looks really nice. I don't know how they did that, but it it, it makes the world a bit more convincing from a distance. Because the draw distance is actually really long. If you look down a long street, it will actually display it, unlike the previous GTA games. Oh, yeah, that was, the, that was the biggest problem with San Andreas and stuff yeah, it before, wasn't it? Yeah, it didn't work the, the in the previous engine. was still fairly pants. But it's, it's Except for when you've got that hack that made it like ten times longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was a bit dodgy, that hack. But on yeah. the... But this engine is obviously built for draw distance. Clearly, as you can see in Red Dead Redemption, it has ridiculous draw distance. But it's not having to draw a million buildings, so you can see how that managed it. But, uh, yeah... But the story is actually, because it's all got different plot lines going on, and I'm trying to remember what they all are, and they happen at different times. So I'm in the, I've been doing the kind of Irish family, the McCreary family stuff, and uh, now I'm getting into the uh, the Italian maf- mafia in Alderney, which is like the equivalent of New Jersey. <laughs> so, so uh, it's a yeah. Jersey thing. It's a Jersey thing. I mean, just. The atmosphere in that game is so good. I mean, the, the the controls and stuff compared to now, like Red Dead, is probably plays a lot better in certain ways. But uh, it just uh, it has its own unique atmosphere that it's definitely worth you know going back into. And I don't know how many people. Hey, would have Nico, done wanna go bowling, yeah. my friend? Oh, Fuck I just I just ignore all those requests. <laughs> you guys have such a negative attitude, but it's like oh, it's I definitely know, my but... it's definitely my favorite. Uh, 
game, I think. <laughs> Apart from, uh, I, I don't know, Tier 2 maybe, but uh, I think single-player-wise, it's probably my my top one. Because uh, I love games that let you have, like, downtime sometimes. You know, like, there's bits where you're in action and your life is threatened, but there's bits where they're not, but they're still interesting. Like... Some, yeah, that like, was the bits that weren't interesting for me. But they <laughs> are. Like, that's the thing. I mean, oh, I'm gonna go bowling. I'm gonna go play darts. No, no, down, no. Down, downtime in that game basically means doing mundane things. No, not not that stuff. No, I just mean driving around the city and doing what doing whatever the hell you want. I don't mean doing the stupid pub games or whatever. I completely ignored them on this playthrough. You don't even have to do them at all if you don't want to. But um, no, I don't mean that. I just mean like sense of. Like, it happens in, in Deus Ex, is, I always talk about this, but but there's, like, big, long combat sections or whatever, and then you back at your base, and you look around, and you can, um, you know, hack into people's systems and talk to people and stuff. And some games try and do it. Like, even Half-Life 2 has bits like Black Mesa East, where you're, you know, you're you're safe, but it's only a very short section, and there's not mm. nothing interesting to do in that. It's just basically a cutscene. But, yeah. uh, but I like... But games where you can actually... There are interesting things to do where you're not threatened. Make me want to go on to the next bit more. Because if I'm constantly doing a combat thing like Halo, then I get burned out and I have to go and do something to relax outside of playing a computer well, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, hang on. You're just sort of like... It's, it's, it's weird. I know you can do what you want in, in GTA 4 when you say downtime and stuff, but yeah. generally outside of the missions, it's not massively interesting. I mean, other than driving around... You're either dealing with your friends or you're, I don't know, you can cause mayhem, yes, but it's fruitless mayhem. There's no real point to it. I guess that's true. But you can, like, get yourself organized for the next bit, and there's all these random missions that pop up. Like, you said you'd never seen one. I get myself organized. I want to just be able to easily say, oh, I want want some armor, please, rather than drive through a bit of town and get the armor from this dude and things like that. It's like, it's, it's almost giving me a level of management that I don't want from a game. Okay, so you'd rather just have mission after mission after mission and have no damn... I think... Well, I think... I'm not saying that. I mean, sort of Red Faction does it okay, in the sense that, you know, when when you finish a mission, you you go... Admittedly, it's annoying half the time that you have to go back to the safe house and then drive to where you need to be again, which can get fairly old. But you don't have to worry about, oh, I need to go find some armour. Oh, I need to go find some guns. It's like, oh, you've just got them. And it's uh, and there's plenty of stashes yeah. about to try and refill them. I don't, you know, it's, it saves you some time and some hassle, because uh, that's essentially what it is. It boils down to hassle. It's like doing a shopping run. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. That that's about. I don't, I don't mind what you say, like mission after mission after mission. I don't so much mind having to drive to that mission if there's a yeah. few other things I can do on the way other than just drive there. But GTA yeah. Four just had that feeling of I'm driving there to do the mission. Oh no! Wait, I can't do that yet. I have to do this other stuff. Ugh. And then you know, it was. It felt like they were hurdles rather than things I wanted to do. What you mean, like going to the, all the bowling stuff? Well, yeah, not just that. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty big hurdle. But <laughs> it's, um, you know, some of the checkpointing in it is awful, and some of the you know, uh... mid-mission stuff is. You know, some of the, uh, there are some missions that should have checkpoints in them because they're just too long and too irritating to do Yeah, they put, they put that in, There's... didn't they? I mean, like in Red Dead, the checkpointing is really generous. And also I like mean, in Lost and Damned and stuff. Which, have, they, so they added that but have, have they added that to the 
first game though. I don't think so. No. Uh, see, so. they really should because that that was one of the big. They got to the mission that to, there's a couple of missions that really basically turned me off because I had to. They started from somewhere that was quite some distance away, so it involved a driving section of of nothing. And, yeah. and then you get there, and then um, and then it's a difficult. And then you have to do something it. hard, and then you get killed pretty quickly, and then you have to do all the driving section again. It's like I don't yeah. want to. It's, that is true. Uh, that got very irritating very fast. And the uh, the mission I actually gave up on was the one with where you start off with a, a sniping section. So you have to get to this building, climb up the building yourself. You get to the top, you take out some dudes of the thing, then you have to go back down again, and then you've got this really difficult sort of assault. Where, uh, oh, for it's which the, build, us- the building site, yeah. Yeah, which usually ends in me exploding for some reason I couldn't predict. Oh, and okay. then you have to do the whole thing again, and it's like, no, sorry, that I draw the line at that. That's crap. <laughs> Having to do okay. that whole section over and over again is awful. While the rest okay. of the game may be fine, there's the odd mission that's just terrible. Sometimes I quite like that mission, but I mean, you have to know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be fine. It would be, I, I don't have a problem with the mission in terms of its design, but it needs checkpoints. Yeah, if doing it in one go and then dying for something you couldn't predict, like maybe it's mined or something. But the first time I tried it, I just drove in, drove in there like a mad fucker, thinking I'll get to the point where I need to be because I'm probably safer in my car than I am getting out trying to fight all these dudes. And then I just explode, and it's like, okay, I have no idea what the fuck just happened there. Well, maybe it'd be worth you playing the episodes from Liberty City because that will have all the checkpoints and it will still be GTA. Maybe. That, that does sound know. slightly more interesting. I mean, Lost in the Damned had potentially more appeal simply because it, it does away with all the chaff. It's yeah. Grand Theft Auto, but as I think of it, rather right. than Grand Theft Auto with, oh, but you can do this and do this and do this. It's like, I don't want to. Right, okay. Uh, I'm going across the other side of the room to shout three minutes. <laughs> oh, really? Has it been that long? <laughs> That was totally that was... unnecessary. Why? Because <laughs> I said oh. three minutes. I know, but last time you didn't hear me at all, so I'm not going to actually say it. <laughs> I mean, we really don't have to do that as a thing. It's hilarious, <laughs> it's though. I think it's hilarious, but, you know, I don't think we need okay. to make that a running joke or anything. Did it, guys? You can't <laughs> do that. Comedy running joke, then. Okay, next time I, I won't like do that. Oh, I used to do that, didn't I? I mean, you, you, you one second. Oh yeah, Oh dear me. Oh, I well, love the ending this... of episode fifteen, where it's just one second. One second. <laughs> well, this uh, uh, second take has actually worked out fine, hasn't it? So we it's did... all right. I'm going to get into the interesting MMO conversation, and I've been more ranty than I anticipated. Yeah, yeah. I think the stuff that we talked about on the fail recording was actually cut, like interesting in a non-sort of specific way. It's like, we yeah. talk about James specifically, but that was sort of a more general, like, you know, yeah. conversation. <laughs> well, I hope you don't... That got destroyed. Yeah, I'm I hope, sorry I hope, about that. I hope the listeners don't come away from this feeling as empty as I do about Red Faction, but if, if we succeed in that front, then it'll be okay. Okay. Well, perhaps <laughs> another time we'll go into my cunning plans for a, a Halo slash Planet Side MMO FPS thing where you can fly pelicans there that would be yeah, there i'm sure it'll come <laughs> that up was, again that was the preview of what you didn't hear that's i get the feeling over i get the feeling i've repeated myself this episode so there will probably be knowing us it'll come up again and then we can say it again and i will just repeat what will happen so it'll be fine yeah 
I'm a bit worried I'm going to be playing a lot of games that I've already played because I'm already playing GTA and I really want to play Batman again and I'm thinking about playing Mass Effect 2 again so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be lots of old irrelevant crap for a while. Well, <laughs> did, did, we cover, did we cover... We haven't covered Batman yet though, have we? No, we haven't so at least we could talk about it of last year. sort of did. Not fully. It was like it's why before, you I finished it. I think I finished it before we started playing but doing these podcasts. Right. I think we mentioned it. We'll have a look at the tag list. Well, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks, guys, for oh. joining me for another, um, uh, well, for our first ever Halloween edition. <laughs> I wonder how many years we'll be doing this. We'll probably have several. <laughs> Sorry you missed all our crazy sound effects. And, uh... Rob's sound effects. Dong. Excellent. <laughs> and join us again for another uh, edition of the uh, Saladcast. <laughs> <laughs>